The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Good evening, my name is Ian Lee. I am the D, uh, the, the prosecution. Joined now by the uh, defence, it's Sally. Good evening, Sally. Good evening, Ian. Great to see you at a special late-night court session. Um, yeah. And um, I think we're going to be joined by your client very soon. Um, so Hopefully. Um, just waiting for things to get underway. <laughs> and um, how are you feeling about the case? Oh, very confident, okay. very, very that's, confident. That's, you're going to be destroyed, because I've been practising mm. been practicing law, so... Oh, um, right. You yeah. fitted it in in a week, then. So, sorry, what did you say? Did you fit it in in a few days, no, then? No, no, I've, I've been watching um, lots of crime documentaries on, <laughs> on Netflix, so... But, oh, right, oh, okay. Uh, admittedly, a lot of my law is based on um, American crimes, but... Um, I think I've pretty much got the idea. By the way, if anyone wants to call in and be a witness, 0344-499-1000. That's 0344-499-1000. Before 11 o'clock, we will be inviting 12 straight-to-air calls to to uh, get the jury to decide. Oh, I think there is. I think there is some movement from the back of the court. Yes, it looks like it looks like Judge Boyle is on the way. So, would the court please stand for Judge Boyle? All rise. The court is now in session. Please be seated. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, Judge Boyle, would you uh, like to uh, take proceedings? Thank you, counsel. The charges are as follows against Alan Peter Caddick. Is Alan Peter Caddick in court? I am Judge Boyle. Could you could we have your name and date of birth, please? Could you confirm? Alan Peter Caddick, 16th of February, 1980. Thank you very much, Mr Caddick. You are charged as follows with one count of taking a call without consent. This happened before Talk Radio Days, but it has been brought to my attention, and so we must take it in consideration. Also, one, five counts of calling without due care and attention. According to our records, you fell asleep while in charge of a telephone on several dates, of which I'm sure the prosecution will remind us shortly. Yes. And finally, one count of taking advantage of a stand-in presenter to commit a, an act of gross telephonic indecency. This happened in December of this year. How do you plead? Not guilty. To all charges? All charges. 
Um, I, my, permission to uh, speak, your lady, my lady, my lud. Permission granted. I, uh, your gavel, which co- apparently cost you seven pounds, is. Uh, I think you've bought a dog toy. That's just a cheap bit of plastic <laughs> that you're hitting a box with. My gavel. Oh, is my gavel? Quiet. Is, my gavel is. Uh, is here we go. My gavel is better, but if you're happy using your plastic gavel... If you'd please stick to the particulars of this case yes. and not uh, be, um, p- be in particular about my gavel. Uh, permission to speak, Judge Boyle. You may approach the bench. Thank you. Um, the charges that you've just read up are completely different to the charges that I was told on Tuesday. Silence in court! Was... Silence in court! Do not contest my authority. Also, well, she, permission uh, uh, to speak. Uh, she used the word indifferent when she means different, so I think Alan is screwed. I, no, I, I, I did not use the word. Did you say indifferent? You, I said they are completely different. You said completely indifferent. Can we no, save our I arguments for the case in point, please? Counsel. Um, well, excuse me, can I speak, Judge Boyle? You may, briefly. The charges that I were told on Tuesday are the charges that I have prepared for this evening. These new charges I have not prepared for, so I am asking um, for a couple of days or a mistrial, please. Uh, You may have a couple of minutes while we talk to the prosecution, and not a minute more. Um, Alan, just let you know, if at the end of this hour you start crying like a baby when you're sentenced to ten years hard labour... Um, banned from phoning this radio station, then please don't feel embarrassed. It, it happens to a lot of people. I understand. Okay, good. I'm glad. I'm glad you understand. I'm. I'm ready to go. Who goes first? Well, we're getting um, complaints from the remote viewers that they can't hear anything. Oh, let's put the headphones on. I do apologise. I will not have this court being held up as some kind of. Uh, Jumped up, chargey type place. Don't want to jump up, could, chargey type place. No. Could I? Could I approach um, the bench? Pe- well, could I um, petition, please? You might as well stay here because you've been up and down like a bride's nighty, my dear. <laughs> approach. Right, uh, Judge Boyle. Yes. To start with, I would like to ask the judge to recuse herself on the basis she is friends and work colleagues of the prosecution and that on the night of the 28th of June 2018 at around 10 10 p.m. the prosecution is seen to ask the judge to prepare evidence and exhibits that are to be used against my client. This negates the judge's impartiality. I'm sorry I can't quite hear you my dear you'll have to sit down. Okay now let's get cracking. Here we go here we go. (laughs) Who goes first? Who's on first? Ip, dip, do. You. Okay. <laughs> Alan, Peter, Caddick. Yes, yes, your lordship. Yes, well, thank you. Um, do you promise to tell the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth? So help you God. I do. Okay, good. Alan, you're charged with one count of taking a call without consent. It wasn't at this radio station... It was an uh, absolute radio station, a- a- another station that um, I got shafted and sacked from. That's not what this is about. Um, that you used to call. Do you remember? Do you remember calling me at Absolute Radio? I'm afraid I don't have any recollection of the times and dates of those calls. Sorry. I don't have any recollection. I don't, I'm not asking for specifics. It's very simple, yes or no question, uh, Mr. Caddick. Do you remember calling me? At Absolute Radio, yes or no? I might have done it in the past. 
You might have done something. I have objection, please, Your Honour. Let me hear it. Um, on Tuesday, I requested that the prosecution were to give me all evidence and exhibits for the case. I have not been provided, so therefore I have not been able to advise my client on the charges. Don't worry, so we'll we play it no now. Details. We'll play it now. You'll get to hear it now. Um, Alan, so Hang you... on a minute. <laughs> Objection ignored. No, it's um, overruled. Yeah, whatevs. Well, okay. Who's running this? Is uh, you running it, um, Judge Boyle, or is Ian running it's it? It's me running it, isn't it? Well, it'd be nice to hear you run it. I'd like to hear a little bit less of you, madam. Mm, it's your turn, prosecutor. Okay, so so you you do remember phoning me at Absolute Radio, Alan? I can't remember the exact no. number of times I called. Okay, you. but you you did call me. Um, can I play something? And um, this is a clip of you phoning me at that aforementioned radio station. Um, without getting consent. Have a listen to this. That story's finished. Caddick, have you ever been stared at? I am. Okay, I bet you have. Go on. <laughs> Two years ago, I've got to go, me, me, um, I'll talk quietly because my dad was moaning. I apologise for my dad. Okay, we apologise to Mr Caddick as well. So we do apologise, Mr Caddick. Anyway, two years ago, I was... Yeah, but now we can't, now we can't hear you, Alan. Well, you can hear you can hear us. Yeah, I know, which is great for you, but we can't hear you. Yeah, I can talk quietly and still talk in a normal voice. Okay, good for you. Right, two years ago, I was wearing nothing but pajamas. Right, were you in? Were you in bed? <laughs> no, I wasn't. Okay. I was doing some fundraising for charity. Okay. Okay. This could be tying in with a topic we never got round to doing, but go on. Yeah, it was for the one. The One-Eyed Bear charity. Oh, okay, yes. For, there are a lot of those One-Eyed Bears around that need as much help as we can give them. Funny guy. Yeah. I'm what was that, Minnie? Yeah, no, go carry on. Uh, can you both just carry on? Because you've, you've both... The, sh- the first hour was like pr- proper Andre Rally, and now it's gone all slow. So come on, Caddy, come on. Anyway, as I was saying, I was charging people to go into the car park while I was wearing <laughs> my pyjamas. Yeah. And I wouldn't let people in unless they paid a charge. Yes. Excuse me, Excuse Vinny, him. I'm talking here. He's talking quietly, so he doesn't like <laughs> so his... Did you just say wetting your pyjamas? <laughs> they were green. They were green pyjamas. Right, Caddick, get to the point. I'm cut you both off them, Vinny, because you both get oh, on my nerves. Anyway, I've still, I've still got to answer for your full topic. I don't care. You're not going to get that. You, you are not going to get that far. He's just gone. Oh. He's just gone. <laughs> right, Vinny, have you got anything else? Yeah, I've got a middle name for you, Doc. Quickly, because you... There we go. By the way, great topic. Have you ever been stared at? We'll be doing that next week. Um, Alan, you made a phone call there without permission, and you bailed out of the phone call before getting to any point of interest. Let me explain what happened. Please do, please do. Do not badger the witness. Don't badger the witness. I'm asking him to explain. Shh. Mr Caddick, proceed. My dad was still working at the time, and he had to get up early in the morning, and he didn't want to be disturbed in my sleep. But he already told me to keep the noise down so he could get asleep. That's why I was talking quietly, and I was on my mobile, which was mine by wife. I wanted to use a landline. Did you, or did you not, call the show without permission? 
I it was my mobile, so it was my wife to call. Did you or did you not bail out of the call Objection. before? The client has answered the question. I'm asking Your a different. I'm asking a different question. Your Objection Honor. overruled. Did you or did you not bail out of the call before any form of interesting information was uh, imparted? I was being considerate to my father because he had to go his way okay, so for you, work in the morning. So you bailed out of the call early, yes. I did not bail out of the call, well, Your th- Honour. That, did that sound like an ending of a call to you? No. You cut the phone off before I could make my phone I voice. did not cut the phone off. I put it to you. No, you don't put anything to... You don't put anything to me, boy! Mr. Caddy, let me remind you who's in the dock here, please. Okay, let's move on to the next. Let's move on to the next. Counselor, where is this going? Um, I have evidence of him calling without due care and attention, phoning in a radio show, and falling asleep on the air. Alan? I only did that the once, to the best of my knowledge. The once, you say? Oh, Um, and you only did that the once, Alan? To the best of my knowledge. Okay. Well, let's uh, let's uh, let me explain. No, 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 no. Let evidence. me stop you let's, there. Let's let's let him okay. explain. Yes, yes, Your Honour. Thank you, Your Honour. Thank you, man. I was on the, I was on my phone and I was on hold and it, you got to me at ten thirty and I was asleep and you had me on air for the whole show till one o'clock in the morning. Then when I woke up at call back, I, I realised I was still on the phone here and you left me and I'm on the phone on all night. But this only happened once. Yes. So that would be this... And, re- I listen, and I listen back to the audio. Okay. The audio, and yes. And I heard me snoring all night. Okay, so that, so that would be the one time... The one time would have been on the 3rd of June, 2016. Here's a clip of that. Uh, Alan's on the line. Good evening, Alan. Hip, hip, hip. Oh. Oh. I hope that's his mouth. I've had this for a long time. So that was the one time, was it, Alan, on the third of June, twenty sixteen? Very correct, you lord. Tim. Okay, Todd, because I've also got a recording from a year later, the twenty fifth of July, twenty seventeen. Have a listen to this. But here's the thing, Alan. He's fallen asleep again. He's actually fallen asleep. What? Uh, when I said when people fall asleep to the show, it's a compliment. I didn't mean when they're on the flipping phone. Th- those clips run on for a total of ten minutes. So we've already proven, Alan, that you're a liar. Um, the final um, objection, Your Honour. He has not proven to be anything yet. The jury has not voted on whether or not he is guilty or not. She objection knows. sustained. She knows Thank all the legal you, terminology. Um, okay. Well, let my final clip is um, the charge of you to... First of all, are there only two occasions that you have records of? Oh, no. Oh, no, thank you, Your Honour. There Uh, are... I have... Excuse me. Excuse me. She's been hanging out with Alan too. Excuse me. Excuse me. Excuse me. I have got three more um, dates where you fell asleep on the phone. The 13th of March, 2017. The 17th of March, 2017. Busy week. And the 26th of January, April... 2018. That was uh, just a few weeks ago. The final piece of evidence I'd like to play is the other charge of taking advantage of a stand-in presenter 
to commit an act of gross telephonic indecency. That was on the 2nd of December <laughs> last year. Do you know what this refers to, Alan? Who was coming for you that day? Jamie East. <laughs> Is that the infamous when Harry met Sally scene? Let's have a listen. Oh. Oh. Oh, God. Oh. Are you okay? Alan, you st- you're still pleading not guilty to all of that, despite the recordings that we have managed to source. And there are plenty more recordings, Alan, that imply, that prove that you fall asleep on the job uh, and that you bail out of phone calls and that you make <coughs> indecent sexual noises to stand in presenters. How do you explain that? About that um, it, I was recreating the famous cafe scene from when Harry met Sally. Uh, and Jamie asked me to be Sally during the Maguire part when he, I could have done the Billy Crystal bit. I think that's all I have to say, Your Honour. Uh, may I suggest? May I suggest <coughs> that we go to a break before inviting the prosecution rests. The prosecution is going to sit down and have a rest now. Yes, Defender, gather yourself. We'll be with yeah. you in a second. Thank you very much indeed. You are listening to the trial of the century. The trial, the case of Talk Radio versus Alan Peter Gaddick. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. Um, well, I'll let you address the, uh, the court, Judge. The court is back in session. Ladies and gentlemen of the jury, we have just heard from the prosecution. He's outlined his case. Uh, several charges against Alan Peter Caddick. Still in the dock, aren't you, Mr Caddick? Yes, Judge. So the charges are as follows for anyone joining us. One count of taking a call without consent. Five counts of calling without due care and attention. One count of taking advantage of a stand-in presenter to commit an act of gross telephonic indecency. How do you plead? Not guilty. The prosecution may approach the bench. Good luck. The prosecutor, do you mean the defence? The defence, words, carry on. Yeah, good luck, Sally. You're gonna okay, need, you're gonna yeah. Need it, love. Well, yeah, I will do now. You've changed it all. I'm having to wing it now, aren't I? Yeah. So, Mr. Caddick. Yes. The um, day that you phoned in, apparently without any permission, okay, are you sure? Um, what, what's your explanation for the call coming to an end? Well, I put the call to the end because. My dad told me to be quiet so he could get to sleep and so he, could, he can get up early in the morning to go to work. Right, so it was, it was purely thinking about your father then? Yeah. Objection, she's leading the witness on. Objection overruled. No, I'm... <sighs> Continue. Right, okay. So it was just, you were thinking about your father and, and him getting up to work in the evening, um, in the morning. Both correct. Right, Okay. As for the falling asleep, you say you've only fallen asleep once. 
That is correct. That's Whatever. Correct. <laughs> you must be tired. Right. Have you ever fallen asleep on the show just the once? Um, um, on the daytime. Objection. That question is bollocks. <laughs> Stop swearing in my court. Sorry, my lad. Right. Okay. Right. So you've only you've only ever fallen asleep on the show once. Is that correct? Yeah, like for two and a half hours solid. Right. Okay. <laughs> Does, um, are you aware of any hotkeys that Mister Lee uses for his show? I'm aware that he records audio and clips it onto his computer. Like when I was at Absolute Radio, he made a clip of me doing the "Excuse Me" rant. Yeah. So therefore. I presume he has the technology to edit and clip bits of audio. Yes. So, those other four times that you didn't... (laughs) The other four times that you didn't phone... Excuse me, Your Honour. Prosecution is trying to put me off. Get to the... Prosecution, please. I'm not doing anything. That's Alan. Get to the point, please, uh, counsel. Okay, so you claim you only fell asleep once, and the other four times were uh, th- that's not you. I'm right, putting to you that right. So I'm putting to you that there's a possibility that those clips of you snoring for four the other four times were bits of audio taken from the first and only time that you fell asleep. Right, correct. Right. Okay. As for Jamie East, call. Who initiated? Um, who decided on what clip should be used? Was it, it was you Jamie or Jamie? Lee. It was Jamie. And who decided who was going to play which character? The combination of Jamie and Judge Boyle. So, for, I'm guessing, comedy purposes. Yes. Is that correct? Yeah. But I phoned that purposes. evening and was asked to play a man's part. Oh, yes. That is all, Your Honour. Is it? Is that it? Flipping. Well, yeah, I'm having to wing everything, aren't I? Well, look, if you're happy with that, here. if you're happy but with that, they're then... all irrelevant now. <laughs> okay, well, we'll press on to the character witness session of this uh, this trial, if if everyone's agreeable. Yeah. Alan, please take a seat. We'll come back to you shortly. Okay. Well, look, I- I'm happy to let the defence go first. Who would you like to call up first, the uh, defence? That's you, Sam. Um, I will call up Sam, please. What, Sam who works here? Yeah, please. And objection. Overruled, Why? I think we were. We, we can have Sam, if Sam is agreeable. Fine by me. Wow, controversial. Okay. Sam. Yes. What is your job at Talk Radio? Oh, I'm keen to hear this. Technical <laughs> operator. <laughs> oh. So you would know all about... Um, Editing, audio, things like that. Be very careful yes, where you're going with this one. Yes, you do. So, is it possible that Mr. Lee took the two and a half hour audio of Alan Caddick snoring and took parts of that and replayed it to the listeners, pretending that he has yet again fallen asleep four more times? Defence, I is must advise possible? you at this juncture, before you pursue this uh, continued chain You're of... You're about to get pwned. ...that there are several witnesses to the various times that Mr Canick has fallen asleep. There may even be more than what? four people listening to this show at any one time. 
Right. Well, they can be called then, can't they? I'm sure there'll be someone on the phone if you are telling us fibaroos. That's all I'm saying. Continue. Okay. Is it possible for Mr Lee to edit those those sounds to make it appear that Alan Caddick has phoned again? It is, yes. Right, that's it. Thank you. Um, I'd like to... May I approach Sam? You may. Thank you. Sam, it's good to know that your job was. I, I just thought you, you'd won a competition. Um... Sam, of course it's possible that I took one long clip of Alan snoring for two and a half hours during a three-hour show and just, just cut bits out of it. But um, you've worked on this show for a long time. You replaced that boring um, Australian guy. I don't remember his name. He's dead now. Um, have you heard, and answer it honestly, have you heard Alan Caddick falling asleep on the show more than once? I have heard it. Thank you very much. That's all the questions I have for the boy. Thank you very much, Sam. You may uh, get out of whatever that is you're standing in. I would like... I don't know why you brought that. I would like to invite... Um, I'd like to invite Cleo up on stage to the witness box. Cleo! Um, well, I was actually... Um, Shut up! <laughs> Do you promise... To tell the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth, so help you fictional fairy gods. And no bollocks. <laughs> and okay. the spaghetti monster from hell, Okay. Yes. Have you, uh... You've been listening to, th- to the show for a long time. I've had the privilege of meeting Cleo, um, at one of the northern gigs. I think it was Manchester. It was a couple of gigs, Manchester and Newcastle. And I'm hoping you'll be coming to the Manchester show on July the 28th. Uh, tickets are going very, very slowly. Um... <laughs> So, we've got plenty left. Plenty left. Um, You've been listening to the show for a long time. You've you've heard Alan Caddick phoning in before, haven't you? Oh, many times. Yeah. Have you ever laughed at an Alan Caddick call? Yes. Right. Let me rephrase that. Have you ever laughed at a genuine funny moment from an Alan Caddick call and not laughed at him? Uh, yes. I'd like to hear to hear what it was that you laughed at, please. The one you played about 30 seconds ago of him <laughs> having an orgasm. Right, okay, so him phoning up, making sexual noises of a woman in the hashtag MeToo generation, <laughs> you found that funny, did you? In a uh, hinge and bracket sort of scenario, yes. In an Indian bracket type of scenario? Uh, I'm of that generation where it was a... You find Indians funny. Wow. <laughs> we have a racist on the line. Okay. <laughs> Apart from when uh, Alan... Objection, Your Honour. That is not proven that Cleo is a racist. Oh, no, it I is. I've got, I've got some emails. I'll forward them on oh, to you. Well, Objection sustained. then. Right. Objection Cleo. sustained. Um, apart from the time when he was mocking women's sexuality, which you found oh so funny, can you name me another time that you were laughing at, at Alan's performance and not at Alan? I'd say towards Alan. I've laughed a number of times. Can you give me an Would example? You... Um, generally nearly every call. What are you laughing at? His, uh... His... 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 Timing. His timing. His... Effervescent. Right, so you're. So, so timing and effervescence, you are laughing at him. Timing and effervescence are abstract concepts that we can't grab. So you're laughing at him. Those are traits. You're laughing at his traits. Him. 
he's a, he's a funny man. He's a funny man. He's a funny man. But yet you fail to give me any example of, of, of comedy that he's indulged in that um, is, is not offensive to <laughs> orgasming women. <laughs> well, uh, you know what? This have, is you ever heard Alan Cad- have you ever heard Alan Caddick asleep on the show? I have, and this is why I run. More than once? Number of times. No more questions, Your Honour. Thank <laughs> you. No however, more questions. Oh, no, no, no. Would the defence like however, to approach the witness? However, oh, excuse, excuse me, excuse me, Claire. I've finished. There's no more questions from me. Let's see what Sally's got to ask. Nice. <laughs> Hello, Cleo. Hello, Sally. Okay, right, Cleo. I understand yes. that you have a certain health problem. Could you tell us about that? I suffer from sleep apnea. Right. Could you explain to us what that is? It's a condition whereupon you don't get a good night's sleep generally, and you tend, even though you think you've had a good night's sleep, you tend to fall asleep at inappropriate moments or yep. moments of boredom. More moments of boredom. And what, what exactly, what, what happens? Why, why does that happen? Why do you fall asleep? At, is there something that happens when you're sleeping that causes that? You think you've had a good sleep when you haven't. Why, why, why haven't you had good sleep? You may be having breathing difficulties or whatever. Right. And Objection, Your Honour. Why? I don't care about Cleo's health. Let's get to the point, please. Okay. Now, Cleo, you stated to me that you had listened to um, Caddick's uh, audio of him snoring. Yes. Is there anything that you could pick up on that? I think he has sleep apnea. He may not be aware of it. And him being um, victimised in this way mm. um, would be would contravene the uh, DDA Act. So, but he's basically being condemned for having a disability. Yeah, he is, isn't he? This is not this is not pretentious to the uh, the uh, case in hand. Fascinating as it is to hear the diagnostics from, I believe, a rank amateur, Cleo. Unless I'm uh, forgetting your medical training. You did say a rank. I said rank. Okay, right. Yeah. Thank you very much. Oh, I think yeah. that'll do. Have you, Unless there's anything no, else. I, no, I, I, I still have one more. Have you been diagnosed with sleep apnea, Cleo? Oh, yeah. Oh, so yeah. you know a lot about it, and you would know um, how to recognise the symptoms. That doesn't necessarily Expert. follow, Sally, as you well know. Stop badgering and leading the witness. Expert. 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 Yeah. Okay, thank you. One the- final question, Your Honour, if I may. Um, did, could you just remind me, Cleo, just for my notes, where did you study medicine? Where did you get your doctorate from? From me, doctor. The man's an idiot. No more questions. Thank you very much, Cleo. You may uh, disbench yourself. Uh, who would you like to call next, Sally? Um, who's on the line? We've got Barry. Um, uh, boring Barry. We've got Robert. We've got um, <laughs> CJ. Uh, we've got Gatford. And we've got Rory. <laughs> and and we've got, um, just to say, we've got, we got to get all of this done in the next 12 minutes. Right, okay. I would like to call Robert, please. Thought so. Here we go. Hello, Robert. Hi, Sally. How are you, love? I am fine. Let me find your questions, even though they're probably irrelevant now. Well, you know, I'm Uh, sure, you know, apparently I tried to blackmail the judge and the uh, prosecution, so, you know, are you sure I'm allowed to speak to him? You know what I mean? You're not ingratiating yourself with the court, Mr Caddick. That's a confession to make on the witness stand. Wow. Excuse me, I've got evidence that I never tried to blackmail you. That is not the matter in hand, Mr Caddick. If you continue to talk out of turn, I will ask you to leave the court. 
you're going to ask me to leave Robert. the call. Well, it's fabrication anyway, isn't Robert. it? Anyway, well, right. Chuck him out. No. Chuck <laughs> him out. <laughs> Chuck him out. OK, I'm going to call um, Rory to the... Uh, b- tough but fair, I'd have well, to say. Well, let's just hope that this is an example to everyone else. I will not tolerate disorder. I hope you're ready for the... Um, for the for the fury that will come shortly after the show. I'm going to call Rory to the witness. Rory, do you promise to tell the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth? I do. Help me, God, yeah. Do you find Alan Caddick a boring caller? Yes. Yes? Uh, no, it's consistent. Consistently boring, would you say? It's consistently, tenaciously, um, uh, uh, on the line. Uh, it's a very simple, it's a binary answer, uh, please, uh, Rory. Do you find Alan Caddick boring, yes or no? No. Have you heard him falling asleep on the show? Several times. Several times. Um, are you medically trained, Rory? No. Okay, no further questions, Your Honour. No further questions! Sally, would you like to approach the witness? Rory, do you think that Alan Caddick is funny? Yes. Thank you, that's all. One final point. I'd just like to say, Alan Caddick is not on, on trial for being funny or not, and a few people seem to have he's focused being, on he's that. Being, he's on trial for being dull, isn't he? Oh, so I can go through the... Oh, no, no. Wow. No, wow, and that's his defence talking. Hang on a second. We've got some... Uh, thank you, Roy. We've got some argy-bargy. Someone, someone's just bursting into the courtroom. Security, security, we have an invasion. No, they've, they've been thrown out. That was, that was Robert Caddick trying to get back in. And no. He's, he's, been thrown, he's been thrown out. Um, I call Pete. Good evening, Pete. Hello. I'm going to let Sally uh, get her hands on you first. Well, excellent. I mean, all I can say is I... I haven't asked a question, Pete. I still want to call Bullshine. Yeah, well, you can't until I ask you a question. I'm sorry, but... Do Go you on, think then. That Alan, do you think that Alan Caddick is funny? No. Why? Because he's he's just not funny. What Every night it's Ian trying to spin gold out of the 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 solid, solidified urine that comes out of Alan Caddick's right. mouth. Are you the Pete that I spoke to on Facebook the other day? I certainly am. So you you are the Pete that said that you found Ian Lee's contempt for Alan Caddick entertaining. That's correct. So you find his calls entertaining then, don't you? I find Ian's half of Alan's calls entertaining. But entertaining nonetheless. Alan himself is a very dull man. I asked you if you found the calls between Alan and Ian entertaining. Yes, but that's not relevant to the issue of Alan Caddick being a dull caller. It is. You can't be dull and entertaining Uh, at the same time. Alan Caddick is a dull caller. Ian Lee Lee is a fascinating and humorous gentleman. But you find the calls entertaining. So to get rid of Alan Caddick would make the the show uh, worth less. Mo. No. Anyway, I do have a second point, as I no, mentioned um, on so Facebook. You, you, you might have many points, but I haven't <laughs> well, asked sleep, you a question. Sleep apnea has been brought uh, into you, this. Excuse um, me, you, uh, Your Honour. I, I will have order. This witness, any questions. He can't just come on and say whatever he wants to say. Please keep he your responses to, to the questions. particular of the case, Peter. You know this. I'm getting right, tired of repeating myself. Continue, please. That's all. 
Oh. Um, I've got some questions. Thank you. Thank you, Sally. Uh, Pete, great to see you, mate. How are you doing? You all right? Nice to meet you. Yeah, I'm good, thanks. Yeah. Um, sleep apnea. I believe you know a yes. little bit about it. It's been brought up as a reason why Alan might have been so bold as to fall asleep and snore on this show at least five times. Absolutely, Tell yeah. Tell me a little I, bit about I, it. Well, it basically means that when when you're asleep, you sometimes, so your, your throat closes up slightly and you stop breathing. Mm. Uh, now, I mean, I've had it for easily the last sort of 10, 15 years. I'm sorry to hear that, Peter. That, that's all right. But what I can say with absolute certainty mm. is that I've never fallen asleep on the phone while trying to call a radio show. Gosh, and you've had it for how long, did you say? Uh, about 15 years now. Wow. Have you have you ever fallen asleep on the phone? No. And, you know, whenever Gosh. I've called the show in the past, I'd always been on quite late, unlike Alan Caddick, who phones up at sort of 9.55 sharp every day. So, so he's on early. So you're you know, suggesting, no are you suggesting that, that, that not only is sleep apnea a, a, a misnomer here, but also Alan Caddick is a pussy? I think that might be the case, yeah. Council, if we could stick to courtly language. I'm surprised the defence didn't um, call objection there. So <laughs> <laughs> I heard the defence snigger. <laughs> I have no further questions, Your Honour. I would. I have one. I have maybe one or two further questions. Let's get, stick to one and then see how you get on. <laughs> um, what is your medical qualification, Pete? Uh, my medical qualification is I have been diagnosed by people with right. better medical qualifications. <laughs> right, but you haven't got any qualifications in medicine at all. No, I have the letters from no, people right. who okay, do have medical much. qualifications. No, no. Thank I'm you, sorry, Peter, that will be no, all. Thank you. I suggest, Your Honour, we take a short break. We take, come back. Hang on a second. Someone's barging into the court. Someone's, security! <laughs> Robert Caddick has barged into the court again. Security! Hello? Mr Caddick, what do you want? Put down I'm the gun. Firstly, I'd like to apologise to both yourself and Your Honour for kicking off, but... Can I give my can I give my evidence, please? You may, if you compose yourself during that... this commercial break and put that weapon down. Thank you very much indeed. We will not allow any guns in the the court. Luckily, my nunchuckers are allowed. Late night conversation. Wealth losing sleep over. The late night alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. <clears throat> court is back in session. You join us midway through the trial of one Peter Allen Caddick, Allen Peter Caddick. He stands accused of several charges. I will repeat them for the hard of may remembering. I just, Your Honour, may I just check that Alan is still awake? I'm here. Oh, he's still awake. He's well, still he, I thought he might have dozed off in the courtroom. The charges against Caddick to reprise are one count of taking a call without consent, Reprise. five counts of calling without due care and attention, and one count of taking advantage of a stand-in presenter to commit an act of gross telephonic indecency. How do you plead? Oh, hang on a minute. How are you pleading? Not guilty. Okay. Uh, we now, have... earlier we spoke to your brother very briefly. He's um, pledged to mm, compose himself. And May he... I just flag up the time restrictions? We have seven minutes left of the case. Let's go this quickly then, guys. All right, I advise then... you, Robert Caddick, to keep yourself to the particulars of this just... case me... and to answer all questions as quickly as possible. Let me just explain where we're going. Oh, okay, we have... Be quiet, please. We have seven minutes of this case and then we'll be taking 12 calls straight to air. The jury. You are the jury at home. The first 12 calls straight to air, guilty or not guilty. We'll decide the fate of Alan Caddick. Away you go. Sally, take it away. Yes. Sorry. Okay, well, the questions that I have for you, again, uh, I mean, there's no point to them. Um, Do you recall phoning into the show 
once. Once or twice, yeah, I do, yeah. Yeah. The first time, can you tell me what happened? Well, it was the very first time I ever rang up and Ian was excited because not only did he have one caddick, he had myself, the second mm. caddick. And yeah, I named, believe oh he God. said it was... Sorry, I believe he described it as the most exciting thing ever. I was just about to say that. He said he was excited because it was the most exciting thing. Not only have I got one Caddick, I've got two Caddicks on the phone, and not only the legend Alan Caddick, I've got his brother Robert, and then he introduced us both and then we started talking. So he referred to your brother as a radio legend, as a legend? Yeah, he referred him as a... Oh, sorry, I can't talk now. Sorry, my teeth was full He referred him as a legend, yeah. I mean, you wouldn't, you wouldn't refer to somebody as a legend if they were dull, would you? Or, no. or boring or not entertaining or mm. anything like that? No, you wouldn't. You wouldn't, no. would you? No. Okay. Um, what does Alan do during the day? What does he do as a job? He cares for both my mum and dad at the moment. Objection, Your Honour. <laughs> Irrelevant. Irrelevant to the case, uh, what I'm Alan does in the daytime. How are you going to bring it <laughs> Okay, let me, let's pursue this a little further, but I am uh, warning you, Sally, this better be relevant. It is relevant, Your Honour. He takes care of both your parents. Yeah. He does that on his own, does he? Yeah, he does, yeah. Is that, how does he find that? He finds it very, it's tiring because my mum, as, uh, my yeah. mum can't walk properly, so he has to take her to the toilet and stuff like that. And also right. he, has to, he has to make sure that she's in bed safely and that she's had the pills and stuff. Because like yeah. Ian knew, uh, last year my mum almost died and Ian was aware of that as well. So my brother's been right. caring for my mum as well. So that must be very tiring for him. Do, yeah. do you find, I know he visited you in Blackpool um, not long ago. Um, how, that was obviously a break for him, wasn't it? Because it's... <laughs> Sorry, go on. Was that a break? Was that? Oh, come on, Your Honour. I mean, the, the problem. Sorry, turn the music off. Sorry, my, walk, my Walkman just went off put, in my bag. Put your, Sorry, put your pianist away. Sorry, my walk, my Walkman just went off in court. I do apologise. Okay. So I switched that off. But that, that was a break for that was a break for him, wasn't it? It was supposed to be a break for him, but he was still worried about my mum. Yeah, and, uh, and did you sleeping and everything? Sorry, I know I'm not supposed to mention, but when Alan was here, he was sleeping yeah. and he fell asleep talking to me, and that is and that is a condition of sleep. Uh, uh, objection, Your Honour. Rich, no, no, uh, Richard, no, Robert is obviously board. objection, Your Honour. Robert is obviously a bo- very boring man. That's that, why now, he fell asleep. Now, 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 now. Objection sustained. Now. Objection sustained. But what I will say is that while we are yeah. in no doubt as to um, how caring and uh, good a son Alan Caddick is, that is not what we're talking mm. about today. Mm. We are talking well, we are about talking whether about or not he fell today. asleep. He says he didn't. You're saying he probably did. I just want to advise you that you're treading very, very dangerous ground now in your own case. Mm. Who's treading dangerous ground? You changed the wall, so... Sorry to interrupt. Are you disrespecting my court office again? No, 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 not at all. I just thought and it came out my mouth. I should think not, Mr. Canning. Yeah, Yeah, be quiet, be quiet. So. I'm going to fall asleep in a minute. Oh well, there you go. You're you for your foot, and you're doing a radio show. Yeah, just it must it must be the the Hello, uh, RC factor. Well, I, I tell you what, if we listen back to the tape, who was phoning in when Alan fell asleep? Maybe one of the callers was so boring it made him fall asleep. Well, no I believe idea. it was one Sally. Yeah. No, I wasn't. Come phoning on, time back is then. time is time is money. There are other people right, waiting to give witness. All, Robert, thank you very much. So, what, do you want to answer me? Ask me any questions, Mister Lee? Uh, no, thank you. 
Thank you very I much for your testimony, Mr. Caddick. Sorry, Robert? That's it. What, are you scared of asking me? You can ask no. me anything you want. I'm not I know, I know, no, I know. Thanks very much for telling me how to do my job. I have no questions to ask you. No further questions, Your Honour. Thank you very Thank much, you Mr. Caddick. Here we go. I'd like to call... Um, uh, I'd like to call Wasim. To oh, God. Round. Controversial! Wasim, do you swear to tell the whole truth, the, the truth, and, and do you not tell any porky pies? Um, good, good evening, Ian. Good evening, Your Honour. I, I swear by the Lord God. Okay, thank you very much indeed. That'll do. Um, Wasim, you're a relatively new listener to the late night alternative with Ian Lee and Judge Boyle. How long have you been listening to the show? Um, Ian, Ian and Your Honour, I've been listening since. Um, Ever since you got back from the jungle, Ian. Okay, thank you. So that's that's approximately seven, six, seven months. Um, and it would be fair to say, wouldn't it, Wasim, that you and I have not always got on. Uh, yes, sir. That's correct. Okay, but we've worked through our differences, and yeah. I Absolutely. certainly, I certainly consider you a very, very valuable contributor to the show and part of the show <laughs> family. And as that, I'm keen to hear. What do you think when at the start of pretty much every show I say, let's go to Alan Caddick? Does your uh, heart first sink? Of all, Ian, I think you're a very good man yourself, and uh, we have had our differences, Thank but you know, we've passed up, and I, I still pray for you. Thank you, Wasim. Um, uh, I appreciate your prayers. I pray for everybody. If you could answer um, the question, will, does, your heart, does your heart sink when I call Alan Caddick at the start of the show? Um, I just think to myself, um, <sighs> Whenever Alan calls, he's very dull, to be honest with you. And it says Wasim. <laughs> uh, you know, you know, you love my calls, Ian. Um, but anyway, whenever Alan calls, uh, I do think to myself, this is going to be boring. Even though he's from the same city as me, um, I think he does Birmingham a disservice. Um, would you ever consider falling, being so rude? As to fall asleep whilst holding a telephone. Not to, not to one of your shows, apart from when your music's on. Mm, mm. Um, and would you ever, Wasim, even if encouraged by an obviously nervous, inexperienced stand-in radio presenter, if that inexperienced, nervous stand-in radio presenter, filling in for an award-winning legend, were to ask you... To make the sexual sounds of a woman, would you do it? Uh, no, no, no. That's very disrespectful to women. Mm. No, no further questions, Your Honour. Especially with, 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 with a woman, uh, seeing as you have a woman on your uh, producer on your show, that would be very disrespectful. I would like to add something else as well, if you would allow me to. No, uh, objection, Your Honour. You can't just go and add things. You have to be asked. Uh, let's sorry, hear, Mister. Let's hear Wasim just this <laughs> once, but make it worth it, Wasim. For heaven's sake. <laughs> Okay, um, just a quick point, really. Um, I think if Alan were to adopt the approach of callers like Jack, who called about the milk, and, you know, callers like Ken, who spoke about God, and people like Kadir, then they yeah. maybe he'd go some way towards uh, making his calls a bit more interesting. You've just shown yourself up as an unreliable witness, my friend. <laughs> could I, no, could I, could I ask a couple of questions? You may, I, I, I wish you would. Thank you. Um, Wasim, um, did you know that the name Sally is also a male name? Um, no, I was not aware of that. Well, it is. Um, uh, have you ever heard, um, Alan Caddick orgasm before? Uh, no, um, to be honest with you, it wouldn't be something which would very, which would interest me very much. I don't really swing that way. So, um, 
So when he when he was doing the uh, Harry Met Sally, we don't know if he was imitating a woman, do we? We, we he was playing a person called Sally. I don't know where I'm going with this. But... <laughs> <laughs> Objection, Your Honour! She's you. been drinking. <laughs> I was on a break at the time. Um, right. I was reaching for the. I was reaching I... for the sick bucket. Okay, sorry. Right, Wasim, one final question. Have you ever phoned in the show and and been put on hold for a period of time? Uh, yes, I have. I believe I, I have been, yes. Right, so therefore Ian controls who comes on, when and, and yes, where Ian in the does. show. Ian is so the host it, of the show. So it's up to Ian, isn't it, whether or not he puts on oh, Alan Caddick first? Yes. Right, no further questions, please. Okay. Thank you very much indeed to both counsels uh, for the defence and the prosecution. Ladies and gentlemen Thank of you, the jury, lord. I now put to you the fate of one Alan Peter Caddick. As we've heard in this court tonight, there have been various arguments as to his guilt or innocence. Now it is down to you to decide. Please clear your minds of any prejudices you may have had coming into this and focus your minds purely on the evidence presented in this court over the last 55 minutes. Now, if you would like to call us on 0344 499 1000, we will hear your verdicts. What we will take is a majority verdict in this case. I don't think it's going to be um, all one way. Therefore, 0344 499 1000 tweets and text will not do. Let's hear from you. Okay, we will be taking. All right, we will be taking calls. Uh, calm down, please. We will be taking calls straight to where you'll come straight to where all I want is guilty or not guilty. It's the best of twelve. Let's go to line one. Do you find Alan guilty or not guilty? Uh, the jury here says not guilty. <laughs> Thank you very much. Line two. Do you find the uh, the witness guilty or not guilty? Hello, Alan Peter Caddick is a sleeper cell, and therefore he must go down, Your Honour. So, you, just to clarify, you're saying guilty? Guilty, Your Honour. Thank you very much indeed. Let's go to Bar Barry in Western Supermare. Barry, do you find Alan G uh, Caddick guilty or not guilty? I find Alan not guilty. Yeah, you would. Okay, well, that's 2-1, that's not guilty. Line four, do you find Alan Caddick guilty or not guilty? Most definitely not guilty. Okay, thank write you. Write it down, yeah, council. Write it, it down. down. It's three one oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. Line five. Do you find Alan Caddick guilty or not guilty? Guilty as soon. Okay, I wonder where that was going to go. Okay, <laughs> okay, three two. Very close. Line six. Is Alan Caddick guilty or not guilty? He's not guilty. Oh, thank you very much indeed. It is four to two. This is very tense. Um, line three, do you find Alan Caddick guilty or not guilty? Not guilty. Sorry, did you say guilty? Not guilty. Oh, I, okay, right, okay. Well, that's five, <laughs> two. Okay, he needs two more to, to, to win. Just think about, just line four, before you say it, guilty no, or... No, no. Just no, think, no, no, no. really think, guilty or not guilty. Don't try and sway the jury, please. It's India, mate. India. Oh, for God's sakes, man. Line two. Do you find Alan guilty or not guilty? He is guilty. Thank you very much indeed. That's, that's There we go. Let's go to line 
Just be careful with the phone there, please, Sally. I know it's exciting, but let's go to line five. Line five. Do you find Alan guilty or not guilty? Not guilty. It's six, three. One more. We'll decide. Uh, Well, well, one more for not guilty, and Alan's got this. Um, We'll be, of course, appealing. Um, We'll have to do this next week. Line two. (laughs) Do you find... Don't don't make me laugh. Do you find Alan guilty or not guilty? Guilty on all charges. Oh! He's just got tense. Oh! Oh! Line six. Do you find Alan guilty or not guilty? Not guilty. Oh, no! Uh, Yes. (laughs) Congratulations, Mr Caddick. You've been found not guilty in this court of law. Talk Radio's first Crown Court has found you not guilty. How do you feel? Thank you very much, Your Honour. Thank you for my faith in the British justice system. And? And um, I'd like to thank my defence counsel for word up and defence. And thank you very much for a spirited fight, Ian. Well, you know, the legal the the, the, the law isn't is an ass, and we've all just been riding an ass, <laughs> a big hairy ass. Well done, Sally. You, you you put up an excellent you put up an excellent fight. You got and, a shake and, on it. And, and well done, Sally. You obviously got the passed that brown envelope around before the jurors came in. And that's... Uh, excuse me. Okay. I think so. Okay. There we go. Well, uh, Your Honour, would you like to close things up? Thank you very much indeed. I will now close this court session for today. Hopefully, I don't see any of you again anytime soon. All right. Oh, all right. All right. Going to be honest, that was a load of old bollocks and a complete. <laughs> Across the UK, online and on DAB. Take a far out trip into the twilight zone of late night radio with Ian Unmissable late night radio with the original king of unconventional conversation. Make contact with Ian Lee. The late night alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. Well, that was silly and fun, wasn't it? Uh, don't call in for a bit because we've got a guest coming up. Um, call in if you want if you want to hover on the uh, the line you'd be very very welcome um i'm going to talk a little bit more about twitter a little bit later on uh, twitter and facebook because i'm reading this matt haig book um notes on a nervous planet and, I, and, and i've done something tonight that i don't know if it will sustain it but um I'll, I'll talk about it a bit later on um but but twitter as you know is very interesting to me and what's interesting is that the, 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 the how people from all across the world from all different political backgrounds and ideologies um, can get in touch. And you know what? I can't remember exactly what this is, but our next guest either tweeted me or retweeted something or something. I don't quite remember, but I just saw when an interesting Twitter handle pops up on my line. Thank you, Catherine. I quite often I'll, I'll click the link and look at the bio just to see you, know, you stay here. Just click the link to see the bio, to see who it is. And, and more often than not, it's, you know, Joe Schmo from Coconut, Kokomo. And sometimes it's, it's someone quite interesting, quite unexpected and, and, and someone that I wouldn't normally get to speak to. So when I was retweeted or it popped up in my timeline that at Patriot Kane um, had retweeted me or something, I thought, oh, this looks interesting. So I had a little quick look on his um, Twitter, and you can go and look at Patriot Kane, and it said, Deplor- this is the, the bio, right? Deplorable walking cane company, 24-year marine service-related disability, but still able to defend myself and will eagerly do so from somewhere called Clewiston in Florida. Well, that sounds very exotic to me. Florida sounds, sounds great. And I just thought, wow, that sounds like a really interesting 
human being. There's a lot of information in that bio. So we kind of got tweeting a little bit, and I went and looked at the website, patriotcane.com. Well worth having a look at. And um, we got kind of chatting, and I invited Ron on the line. And Ron joins me now. Good evening, Ron. Hello, how are you doing? Today? I'm very well, man. Tell me about Clewiston. I've not heard of Clewiston before. Uh, it's the uh, home of U.S. Sugar. <laughs> well, there you go, then. It's got to come from somewhere. It might as well be Clewiston. Right, it might as well be America's sweetest town. I love it. Um, tell me about these, these um, Patriot Canes. What are they? Uh, they're they're uh, walking canes that we make that have a solid steel lower core because um, you need to be able to defend yourself when you go somewhere. And a lot of places... A lot of people that see you with the Walking King automatically assume that you're a, a target. And not everybody's crazy in America and carries a gun. So you, so people see someone with a Walking King and, and think there is a, a physical weakness, a vulnerability, and what, more open to, to muggings and things like that? Absolutely. Um, what gave you the idea to come up with this? Did you, you had, did you had um, a run-in yourself, didn't you? Uh, we've had uh, several. I've always had a. I, I've felt vulnerable just in itself because I carry a cane. Right. And you, you become a target. But there are just. With all of these. Um, we're in such a crazy political environment now that it's no problem just for someone that you agree with or not just to go and beat, beat you up. And if you're not able, then what are you going to do? Hmm. Um, so, because uh, your website kind of suggests that, that um, the, the, uh, let me get this right, you're, uh, you're a Republican, and have you actually been attacked by Democrats, by those on the left, or is it something that you've just heard has happened? Uh, people have, uh, that I'm aware of, that I am friends with in my circle have. Yeah, wow. Just because of their political so beliefs? Uh, I think so. Wow. Uh, I don't. I, I wouldn't necessarily say that I'm a Republican okay. or anything. Okay. Sorry. Because everybody buys canes. <laughs> well, he's got a good point there. Um, it, it, you, it, and is this because I find it incredible? Hey, listen. You know, we're a phone-in show, and if people disagree with me, they can phone in, and we'll have a good argument. But it's never going to get physical. I find it incredible that that people and i know it happens of course it happens i know it happens in the states and it's kind of happening over here in the uk um it, 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 do you think it's a recent development that people are getting physical because of political differences well i hate to uh, uh enter the trump zone, but yeah i believe it's all all trump related really you think it's got it's 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 kind of really taken off since trump came into power i believe that uh the country here in America is so divided. Yeah. And one side, the people with guns are not violent, and the people without guns are. Okay. So that's, I mean, that's how I feel about it. Yep. And a lot of us, Go on. a lot of us just don't want to be attacked, and we don't want to hurt anybody either. Now, as you know, obviously in the UK, we, we have much completely different gun laws to the ones you have over there. So to hear someone saying that the people with guns aren't violent and the ones without guns are violent, that sounds like an oxymoron to me. That doesn't make sense. Can you explain? Can you explain that? 
Well, most people that own guns in America belong to something called the NRA. Right. We're we're law-abiding citizens that are respectful of the laws and of other people. However, on the other side of the spectrum, there are people that, well, just when Ben Shapiro, for example, was trying to give a speech or Milo, um, they just the the other team, if you will, went out with bike locks and just started just kind of beating the hell out of people. Um, and that's just that's just not what gun people and no. and, and honest law-abiding citizens are not going to just go and do that. And that's why no. I developed this cane. Yeah, it's because we don't want to kill anybody. We want to stop them from killing us. It could be argued though that gun people do. I mean, we 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 hear. You know, every other week of a of a, a shooting in a school from stat and that's someone with a gun, isn't it, as opposed to a bike chain? Well, I guess it is, but now we also have to. I'm I'm not a spokesman for anyone in America oh, or no, the no, 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 you're just a spokesman for yourself. And I, it's just you know, you, you brought up that people with guns aren't violent, but obviously we over here hear the stories of of people going into schools, for example, um, and killing loads of their classmates. Absolutely. And so they they are gun people. Well, no, what they are, people that own guns, they are not legal gun owners, and if they are, they're not NRA members. Um, there's a big difference in gun... There are a whole, a whole different level of gun cultures in this country. I belong to a gun culture of Americans that have no interest in breaking the law, have yeah. no interest in hurting anyone, yeah. and only really want to hunt, self-defense, or target. Yeah. And of course, you know, the number of Americans that have guns, and the number of idiots that go off and do these shootings, of course... It's crazy. Most, yeah, well, most, most gun, you know, um, um, uh, most gun owners in the States are, are responsible, uh, uh, sensible people. But there are these exceptions that, that, that kind, of, kind of ruin that. Um, how many, how long has this business been going, Ron? Uh, for... About a year and a half. Do you always dress up as Uncle Sam in your publicity pictures? I've noticed that about you, that you're always <laughs> dressed up as Uncle Sam. My locals like it. Okay. And can I ask how, how many of... Uh, these are impressive These are impressive canes, right? There's all, there's all different kinds. They're not actually that expensive. $55 for the US flag derby style. Um, they're, right. They're all, they're all pretty impressive. Um, can I ask how many you've sold, how the business is going? Uh, the business is going great. We're... I would I would have to on average say that we're probably around two thousand right now. Wow, hey, and if and I'm gonna I'm gonna send you know tweet the links and stuff, Ron. But it, do you ship to the UK if people are are interested in a Patriot cane? To, do you ship? Well, we do. We just have to get the uh, the prices. I don't know okay. shipping costs. Straight. Okay. That's about the only problem that we're having right now. But we would like to ship them over there. I'm 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 intrigued by your disclaimer. If you wouldn't mind me just reading the disclaimer at the bottom <laughs> of PatriotKane.com. Patriot Kane is not liable for any damage, injury, or negative consequences to any person using our canes. They are designed to be a walking and stability aids. In other words, we will not be responsible if you decide to use your cane to go Chuck Norris on someone. However, and here's the interesting bit. We guarantee 100% replacement if damaged while neutralizing anyone burning an American flag. That's it. Come on, man. You're going to... If someone smashes their cane in because they're stoving someone's head in because they're burning the flag, you'll replace it? Come on, Ron. Absolutely 100% free. No, come on, man. Absolutely. You bet. Because that seems a bit extreme. Smashing someone's head in with a metal cane just because they're burning a flag. And I know the flag to you means, you know, is significantly different. We, to... we never suggested 
anything or anyone hitting anyone. No. If it happens, if it so happens, we will replace that cane. Come on. Have you um, have you ever stoved anybody's head in or battered anybody with one of these Patriot canes? Not a person. Well, well, well what have you battered well, in? A, a, a gym bag, uh, you know. Okay, I thought you were going to say like a cat or something. Oh, Lord, or, no. A, a heavens puppy. No, heavens no. I thought you were going to say, yeah, heavens my dog. No. Okay. Come on, man. Easy, easy. Easy, easy. Back away from that. <laughs> um, what military service did you do, if you don't mind me asking? Uh... American United States Marine Corps. And how long how long were you there for, man? A long time. Well, listen, I I, I genuinely thank you for your service, you know, and I I, I appreciate the, the the work and the stuff that you must have gone through. Um, how, how you find? Because quite often over here in the UK, we hear that um, life for ex-service personnel ain't great. That there can often be, you know, uh, PTSD or me- mental illness, uh, uh, and, and even if there isn't. They're not looked after particularly well by the British government. What, what's the situation like in the States? I think it all depends on, on the location. I, I don't have any uh, problems with the VA in the state of Florida Okay, so, with so, the military treatment. Okay, so they're, they're looking after you and stuff. I believe, I believe so. Yes. But I, again, I'm not. An, I, I'm not a. I'm, I don't speak for the NRA or the VA no, or no. anybody. Oh no. I just speak for Patriot Kane. Yeah. Um. Can I can I read a couple of tweets to you from your from your account? And I just I would rather you didn't. <laughs> oh really? The, yeah. The one about the the the, the, the um, journalist getting shot. You read oh, what yeah, you, you saw. Read that one. I hate that. You can re- read that one. I hate that reporters get got shot. I also think that someone out of uh, um, held a journalist accountable for something they wrote. Lives of innocent people are ruined every minute of the day by journalists. Reap what you sow. And then there's another tip. Absolutely. Journalists just got held accountable for something they reported. That seems right. Ron, that seems because I, I thing is, I like you, Ron, and I and I and I, I really I'm, I'm enjoying chatting to you. But that seems a bit extreme that five journalists being murdered is a case of reaping what you sow. Well, you you have to realize that no matter who you are or yeah. where you live or what you do in this world, you have to be a he- you're going to be held accountable for of your course. actions. Of course. Now, whether that's whether that's fair, whether it's not fair, and as I said, I think it was one of the most horrible things that has happened mm. since the shooting down here in Florida. But these are but these are things that we have to deal with. But when could we you, stop couldn't they being be dealt with? Each other, no, they, no, 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 no. When on. we stop being hateful to each other. Yes. Then, then, then my company goes out of business and everybody's happy. Yeah, that's what that's what we really want. We really want everyone to just just kind of everybody needs to calm down. I agree. I agree with you on that totally, man. And I also agree with you. You are accountable. I'm accountable for what I say on this show, and they, those journalists are accountable for what they put in their papers. Of course they are. But surely that accountability shouldn't be. Um, at the threat of getting shot in the head or shot in the chest. Surely that should be, if I disagree with what something's in a paper, I can phone them up, I can write them a letter, I can send them an email, I can go to another paper and tell a different side of the story. The thought of murdering people, doesn't Horrible. that go against Doesn't that go against free speech? So saying you... you it goes read, against everything, well, it goes against everything that, that, that an American would stand for. But then you tweet, you reap what you sow, and that just feels well. Unfortunately, cold. your account, you have to be a, you, actions. Actions have have consequences. I'm not saying that I agree with it. I'm not saying that it's fair. Yeah. I'm not. I'm not. Because I certainly don't. I think that that I think that any of these people are lunatics. Yeah. 
but that's just what they are. I can't fix it, but I also know that if I walk down my street and start yelling crazy things to my neighbors, someone's going to kick my butt. But th- again, kicking the because- butt is different from a bullet in the head. Well, you know what? I live in South Florida, so there's a better chance that I'm going to get shot than there wow. is that I'm going to get my butt kicked. Wow. Um, one final so that's tweet. That's just the reality. One final tweet. Listen to black music, black poetry, black movies and TV shows. Listen to a black athlete being interviewed. They have an unrealistic false sense of pride and accomplishment. No one dares call them out on it, though. That would be racist. What, what do you mean by that, Ron? Well, I think it's clear what I mean by it. I think that there's a, there's there's a lot of unchecked, unrealistic viewpoints in America that won't be ever presented anywhere else. I mean, we we're afraid when we're afraid to address anything, no matter what it is. I don't care if you don't like dogs or you don't like cats or your case owls. <laughs> if you're you had to mention to the owl. I wish I had one of your sticks when that owl came to me, Ron. Yeah, I'll tell I know, you that. that that's, that's why that's why I tweeted it in the first Bless place. You, I thought Thank if you'd you. had one of these, you'd have done it. Anyway, I appreciate the phone call, man. All right, all right, uh, Ron. Um, but, uh, I appreciate your time as well. The website is Patriot. What's the website? PatriotKane.com. PatriotKane.com. All right, fella. Thank you very much indeed. That's Ron Smith. PatriotKane.com at Patriot Kane. If you want to go and uh, uh, have a look with him on Twitter. Um, thank you for that, Ron. Appreciate that. Um, interesting guy, right? Mm-hmm. Here's the thing. I like him. But some of his views are incredible. I, I still don't quite get that black tweet. It, 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 to me, smarts of racism. I don't quite get what was being said. And it's interesting that we kind of addressed it and he wanted to move on and, yeah. and, and in the interview there. It kind of smacks of racism. Nothing wrong with being a patriot. I don't get patriotism. I don't get it. I think it's nonsense. But um, there's nothing wrong with that. He served his country. Excellent. Thank you for that. Um and and it's funny what he was saying didn't really tally with with the tweets the reap lives of innocent people are ruined every minute of the day by journalists reap what you sow can we just go ahead and say what needs to be said journalists just got held accountable for something they reported hashtag did they because that's not come through yet i know that that guy had had some sort of dispute with with uh, the newspaper but further than that it's it's interesting i I, yet what he was saying with his words and his voice I kind of agreed with. Mm-hmm. He said we all need to calm down. Yeah, we do. I don't know if tweets like that necessarily uh, are, are putting water or oil on the fires yeah. that are, are burning. It's interesting, though. I'm already getting that there's someone on YouTube saying that, oh, yeah, he's right, you know, that uh, journalists don't have any accountability at all. Okay. It's, it's interesting, isn't it, that the journalists have become the, the enemy. The bad guys, yeah. Oh, well, that's 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 been going on for a while. Mm-hmm. And we can trace that back. Teachers are the enemy and have been for about 10, 15 years. Lazy teachers. Remember when the doctors were the enemy? Well, we go, yeah, we'll go through. We'll go through the whole thing. Teachers, you know, the, the people that I entrust my two most precious items to uh, at five days a week, they're the enemy and have been for a long time. Um, the fire service became the enemy. That's why it was okay to close loads of um, the, the fire. Stations. Stations. That's, I was going to say fireplaces, <laughs> although they have been. But, but they, they became the enemy, always striking. They're not working all the time. They're doing second jobs. They're just upstairs shooting pool and yep. eating shepherd's pie. Foreign nurses yep. and doctors of all nationalities. All nurses, actually. All, nurse, all nurses now. Yeah, doctors, uh, the police. Mm-hmm. And, I, I, you know, I, it could be argued. I can I can see why it's, it's slightly easier to besmirch the police because, you know, we're hearing about... Um, at Hillsborough again today, and there are there are instances throughout history. So I can kind of see, but the whole police force, um, and then it's journalists. Journalists are the next. 
And once journalists are completely discredited, it will it will be someone else. But what I found interesting is the people leading the charge against the journalist are amateur journalists who want to wrestle yeah. credibility away from the mainstream media. Mm. What the implication is, is you can't believe them, you must believe us. It's it's a fight for power yeah. and influence. Um, I enjoyed talking, talking to Ron. Yeah, he was. He, he tweeted me about the owl. And if I'd had one of his Patriot Canes, man alive. If only. Me. If only. 0344 499 This is the Late Night Alternative on Talk Radio. The radio show for people who know the best part of the day is the night. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We'll get you talking. 0344 499 is the telephone number. You can listen to Talk Radio on DAB. You can download the app or you can go to talkradio.co.uk. This show, The Late Night Alternative, is on weeknights from 10 until 1. I'm Ian Lee. Who are you? Catherine Boyle. If you just tuned in, you missed the um, trial of the century. Alan Caddick was on trial. Was he guilty or not guilty? You'll just have to listen on Catch Up or a podcast next week because I, you should have been listening. You're such a sore loser. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> well, then they don't need to listen to the podcast now. I was doing some... Or is he? Well, you just ruined it, you muppet. Let's go to Neville. Good evening, Neville. Hello. Hello, Neville. Um, I want to tell you my story when I was attacked by a Neville. Okay, well, um, let me just compose myself. I was in the... Hang board. on, let Mind me just... It. Neville, let me just compose, compose myself, if you don't mind me. Needs a trigger warning, Neville. Okay, oh. I think I can do this. So where you go? I was out in the woods um, waiting for the meet-up. Um, the meet-up? Yeah, well, I was dogging. And, um, Did you have a dog? No, the other dogging. Okay, wow. And, is, wow. When he says meet-up, um, he means M-E-A-T. He means meet right up. Boom. Yeah, it was a gathering. And, um, of, a, of a sexual, um, unromantic sexual nature. Yes. Okay. And um, this thing come out of the tree, <laughs> and it was walking on its knuckles eating pike. So I looked at it again, and it turned its neck with a 360. I said, bloody hell, what's that? Yes. I had a leather jacket on with its wings coming out, <laughs> a flip knife, flew past me, took me out. I had to get a nose job for it, took my nose out. Flipping heck. I don't know. Oh, it was horrible. It was a beast. It was wearing a leather jacket and eating pike. Yeah. Wow. I did. I had a flip knife. Hey, this owl meant he, business. I don't know if my owl was tooled up, and I don't know what it was wearing. But you know what it said to me? Hoot 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 hoot. No, it said, "Do you want to buy any copper or lead?" So I said, "No," and then it just went ballistic and then tried to murder me. Wow. How did you escape, Neville? I had to crawl away. I was a girl. I was like, mercy, please. I was doing the French, the white flag and everything. The French Same. white flag. Wow, this was serious, yeah, was like, man. I give up. You win. Well, let, Neville, um, I'm glad you escaped. I'm glad he showed you mercy. But the main thing is, though, I don't have um, owl AIDS. That's the main thing. You got checked up, out for that, did you? I'm getting my test oh, results yeah, back I'll in two and a half later. weeks. Well, well Nev- if you, it's not the end of the world if you've got it. Okay. Hey, listen, man, I really appreciate that call. Thank you, Neville. All right, bye. Bye, Neville. Oh, God, that's a horrific story. Thanks for sharing your story, Neville. That is a horrific story, mm. isn't it? Really is. I mean, that's um, awful. After midnight... He's so brave, isn't he? He really is a brave soldier. After midnight, I thought we'd do the Yes Word, S Word... Oh, yeah. ...with the new Paul McCartney single. Oh. Uh, which I think is brilliant. Mm-hmm. Um, there's two songs. We'll do, the, we'll do the fast song, not the slow song, although the slow song is good. But we'll, 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 we'll do that straight after midnight. Is that the post-Me Too 
song. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It's a little bit. It's a little bit rapey, but you well, it's know, not rapey. It's consensual. It's, consensual. it's all about consent. It's, uh, yeah, it is. It's, uh, it's, it's, so we'll do that after after midnight. You want to say something? You, you took an intake of breath. No, I was just thinking about um, Paul McCartney and um, just what a battler he is. Yeah, he's not coming on this show, though. We got Oh, we got an email saying Paul McCartney's not coming. We got a patronising email saying, thanks for the request, Ian. Really made us chuckle here in the office. Um, but, nah, we're not letting him come on your poxy little show. So we're can not... I use the word poxy? Yeah, I can I can use... They didn't, I can. Oh, right, yeah. So we've, we've not got Paul McCartney on the show, which is... Um... I mean, that we know of. Maybe he's come on doing a voice. Uh, maybe he's Alan Caddick. Yeah. He's doing. He's playing the, um, the long game. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. This is the late night alternative on Talk Radio. The late night alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand is the um, telephone number if you want to give us a call. Here's a really nice story from uh, from from abroad. Um, uh, so this is like the underground. Where is this? Is this? I, th- I think it's Canada. I'm going to say Canada until we are. It's in Broadview Station, which I think is in Canada. I'm going to say Canada until I'm. Let's proved, just say Canada until it proves it's American. An underground rider, a TTC rider. I don't know what a TTC rider is. Okay, and two others are being hailed as heroes after a witness said she saw him jump onto the tracks of an underground train. To save a blind man who had fallen. Toronto Transit Rider. So it's America. Julie Caniglia was on her way home from work on Thursday afternoon when the subway train made a, made a longer than usual stop at Broadview Station. Help, help me please, eh? She said she heard a faint voice say in a Facebook post that has since gone viral. Without hesitation, Caniglia said in the post... She saw a man in an animal print T-shirt jump down to save a man who'd fallen on the tracks. The fallen man had a walking cane and appeared to be blind, she said. Two other men then arrived to help the rescue. And this story, this story has a happy ending, eh? Caniglia said. It was all quite fast and just incredible to watch, eh? Caniglia said in a phone interview with, this is written terribly, with the Star Friday morning. I would love him to get recognised as a good Samaritan, eh? And that's a really good Canadian accent, eh? A TTC spokesperson said a customer on the West platform was quick to, quick to press the blue button at the end of the platform to cut off power before the unknown man jumped onto the tracks. Both men could have been electrocuted if they touched the third rail which supplies power to the trains. The spokesperson said the three men who rescued the man who fell had all gone. Oh, listen, this, I mean, the spoke, so, so blind fella falls onto the track. Someone goes, hits the button to cut the power. Someone else jumps down on the track and they all get him out. Incredible. Which is incredible. And there's there's a picture there of the three. They're young lads, young late twenties, mid twenties, and then there's a, the blind fella just lying on the floor, right? And the the three of them look absolutely shagged. <laughs> they really do. Good for them. Um, the spokesperson said the three men who rescued the man who fell had all gone by the time the chief superintendent of the TTC had arrived at the scene, and witnesses did not get their names before they left. The victim was taken to hospital with minor injuries. Isn't that? Um, oh, my God, I still have faith in people, wrote one commenter. We need more heroes. These young men give us hope for the future of mankind. Um, 
For now, they're like these mystery good Samaritans, eh? The TT spokesperson said. And that picture is that's a, that's a great picture, isn't it? Yeah. That's incredible. What a lovely story. And the fact that they didn't stick around. They just you're right. right we could leave you with the dude. Okay, fine. They went off. Didn't want you know, didn't want any credit or anything for it. I'm sure they'll pop up at some point in the next day or two because that picture will have been seen by millions of people. Um, but it's just three young lads. Risk their lives a bit, you know, jumping on a train track. That's not a great thing. If you've been, ever been on the London Underground, man, imagine jumping down on a train track. But fancy having the presence of mind to shut off the current. Yeah. I, mean, I wouldn't know where to do that. Would I, don't you? If, I don't know if you can on the UK one. Maybe this is a maybe this is a famous Canadian system that they have. I just thought that was such a nice story. You know, uh, three young blokes did something nice and saved a bloke's life. Yeah. I think that's beautiful, and I, I, I want to focus more on stuff like that. Um, again, partly inspired by you've got. We're getting Matt Hagen in a week or two. He wrote um, "Reasons to Stay Alive," "The Humans," loads of other books. His new one, uh, "Notes on a Nervous Planet," is brilliant. It's brilliant, and it's caused me to to try and do a couple of changes in my life. But it just points out how, um, at the moment society is is very inward looking instead of outward looking partly because of technology partly because of social media um uh, uh, but the, the 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 whole of humanity is almost infected with this virus of 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 uh, looking inwards and anxiety building because you know news is constant 24 hour news channels scrolling news bombs uh, is it a bomb there was there was a was this story a couple of days ago that there was um there was a, 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 a suspicious car outside the BBC. That's all I heard was there's a suspicious car outside the BBC where my wife works. I've got an interest in it. Um, and bomb disposal have gone there. I'm assuming it wasn't a bomb because I've not seen a story afterwards. If it was a bomb, there would have been a story bomb found outside the BBC. But what I didn't see was a it wasn't a bomb. It was just a car parked there by mistake mm-hmm. story. There was no defusing of that situation in the, in the minds of people. So so a year down the line, you you might go, do you remember when there was that, there was a bomb, wasn't there, outside the BBC about a year ago? There was a bomb there. There was no, I'm sure it's out there somewhere, the, the, the result of that story. But that should be getting the same prominence. Yeah. That should go to the same place that I saw that story. With suspicious um, the bomb disposal team sent to the BBC. Next, 20 minutes later, it should say, don't worry, guys. It was just someone to park badly. Yeah. And what about that um, explosion that was reported at the uh, tube station? Oh, yeah, that we cancelled Tony Robinson yeah. for. What was that? We've not heard anything on that. Well, they said it was some sort of um Well, they were, they were kind of hinting that it was a battery, but there's no... It should have been the next day. Hey, guys, you know that, that, that bomb, in inverted commas, at Southgate Station... Don't worry, it was just, it's a really old station, it was just one of the generators went bang and it panicked everybody, but just to let you know, we have not had a bomb on a, on a, the London Underground since um, the 7th of July, whenever that was, 15 years ago, whenever that was, I don't remember how long it was ago. Um, because that will, that, the, 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 do you remember that bomb that was at South, was a, wasn't there a bomb at Southgate Station, North London, there was, I don't feel so, so we get this anxiety and there's never any release no, of it's it. it's a constant sort of drip, yeah, drip, drip. Constant. And also you were talking yesterday about the fact that we are constantly being sold products that yeah. make us feel a little bit like we need them because yeah. we're not good enough. Yeah. And it's that it all is. the time. Read the up. book. You've got a copy of it. Try and read yeah, it over the weekend. Yeah, I'm going to read it this weekend. You can, you can read it in a, in a sitting if you really go at it. You can certainly do it in two sittings. It's one of those, it's a cracking book. He's such a good writer. Yeah. You don't want to put it down. So, yeah, yeah I'm going to give it a good go it's tomorrow. Good. Uh, let's go to, uh, let's go to Dave. Good evening, Dave. Hello, Ian. Hello, Dave. What have you got for us? 
Um, just like to talk about what Catherine did last week when she was on the radio. Oh, I want—I thought it was going to get a little bit stalkery there and say what Catherine did at 2pm on Thursday last week uh, in her pyjamas, because okay. I was watching it. Now, go, go on, Dave. Was it rubbish? Right. No, I thought she was brilliant. Aye. Aye. And I thought she came in. Yeah. She steadied the ship, got lots of viewers on YouTube. Yeah. Going up the scales on YouTube, oh. and then you have got the gall and the brass neck to come in and say I'm taking over. Okay. <laughs> what? What is? What? What? What is this? What? He makes a good point. What? No, you keep out of this. You. <laughs> there's no judge. There's no judge. No, Catherine, don't keep out of it. I no. think you're brilliant. Listen, mate. I, can I just? Can you show me your left hand? Yeah, there's a wedding ring on there, mate. You're barking up the wrong tree. No, I just thought she was brilliant. I yeah. enjoyed it more. Well, she, here's what I've noticed, Dave, that she has attracted a lot of new callers, but they're all thick because they all use... Like you. No, oh, I'm not... Oh. Well, no, like you, because I'm not a caller. So there you go. Because no. they call in and they all just... They can only use one... What? It's brilliant an adjective. Yeah, go on. Yeah. They only yeah, use one... Th- they only use one adjective. Oh, she was brilliant. Oh, brilliant. Oh no! Seriously, fantastic. she was she was uh, fantastic. There we go. We got another outstanding. one. Outstanding. Go on, Dave. Let's 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 get to the bottom of your vocabulary. Give us another. Fabulous. It's a bit like fantastic. No, it's not. It's great. It's different. It is different, but it's not. It's not. You know, it's 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 it's, it's superfluous. Oh. It is. Okay. Um, well, I'm glad you've admitted that. All right, Dave. Well, okay. All right, Dave. What can I do to make my show better. What can you do? Yes, mate. Give it to Catherine. Give what to Catherine? That's a bit inappropriate. The whole the whole show. Oh, get stuffed. You get stuffed. You get stuffed. No, you. No, you. Listen, mate. You're getting stuffed, not me. You're, you're getting stuffed right now, sunshine. What a plonker. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We'll get you talking. Uh, it's the late night alternative. It's Friday night. You know the nature of the show. Me and Catherine um, sit here and we talk nonsense. And you're welcome to chip in at any moment, either about the nonsense we're talking or about any odd rubbish. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand is the telephone number. We call you back. We called Brian back. Good evening, Brian. Hello, Ian. Hello, Brian. Uh, Ian, I just wanted to make sure that you were okay after. Uh, was it? Uh owl incident i'm okay yes thank you for your concern brian because i think uh catherine did a great job when last week when you you went here okay so so what do you, what do you say i am here now so i'm not sure what you're saying brian no i think that you shouldn't be on here sorry I, i'm getting with dave you, you shouldn't be on here what do you mean I shouldn't be on here? This is my job. It's not. Catherine's. She's, she's a great... She, she should be hosting this. Well, she's the, Catherine is the producer and co-host. It's my show, mate. It's the Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee. It's my show. I'm hosting it. All I can no, see you... that Catherine has done since I've been away is attract a load of weak-accented idiots to the show. No, no that's not true. Oh. So I think it I'm, is today. I'm not from Glasgow, Scotland. I'm <laughs> saying that you may not have, you may have been originally from Glasgow, Scotland, but perhaps you've travelled a lot. How bloody dare you? How bloody dare you? You watch your language. No, and I your want, accent. You watch yours. 
You watch yours. I can get people to hurt you. I'd watch yourself. I've got a Patriot cane. Have you? Yeah. Go on, get him. Sorry? Get him. Who? who? Who's get... The Patriot cane. No, the pa- it's a stick. Get it. But I've got it. And I'll meet you. I'll come down. Come down to... Say, you come down from Glasgow. You come down to, to London now. You, you'll be say about 45 minutes, an hour. And I'll meet you outside and I will kick the... It's out of you. No, you won't. Yes. I'll kick the shit out of you. Uh, you watch, I will kick the... Out you of think you. You're big bollocks. You right. think you're the real deal. Right. You're not. I am, I am the real deal, sunshine. No, you're not. Yes, you're I, not. yes, I am. You're not. I am. I will deal with you. Okay, thank you. We've got that on tape. He what, you? I think he said he would kill me. <laughs> I think he, would say he said that. Oh, another Ka- video. The Kath fans are very, very uh, fighty tonight, so, aren't well, they? This is the thing, Catherine. Your fans... Can you... The next Kath... Fan club meeting that mm. you have in your um, your clubhouse. Yeah. Um, could you tell all of your boyfriends yeah. that um, that they're thick idiots and I don't want them phoning my show anymore? The last two callers have been absolute asses. They're not going to like that. Tough. I don't want them calling my show. And if your honeypot is attracting vile common bees like that, if they're all swarming around your little jam jar then I suggest you screw the lid back on the jam jar. Yeah? Cause, you you cause scared of my jam? I am very, very scared of your sweet, sweet honey. Well, you're right to be. Yeah. So it's just very, very powerful stuff. I think No, I think it's going a bit mouldy. So... It doesn't go mouldy, honey. You can keep for thousands of years. Well, they I... They found some in the um, pyramids. Yeah, it's no... It's still, still viable. Well, here's the thing you don't know, is um, I, I, I put my spoon in your honey, took it out... You never. I licked it clean, Whoa. and then I put it back in there, and I left it in the fridge. So, actually, it is... It is your honey is... Um, are you talking about a vagina? Because I'm, I'm talking about literal honey. I don't know what I'm talking about anymore. Wow. I do feel a bit violated. Oh, three. I wouldn't put a spoon in your vagina. Oh, three, four, 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 nine, nine, one thousand is the telephone number. If you want to um, give us a call, you'd be very, very welcome to, unless you're one of her fans, in which case I will give you her, her mobile phone number and you can call her up and, and troll her and send her dick pics. And I'll tell you where Ian lives. Um, well, well, hopefully I'm moving. Hopefully I'm moving. I, I had the. Um, the uh, the removal man came round today to look at the stuff. Now, here's the thing. You know when I email America and they always reply Lane. They always reply L-A-I-N-E. So what I've taken to doing is sending them, um, instead of doing a cap, when I sign my name, a capital I-A-I-N, I do lowercase I. Like a teenage girl. Yeah, yeah. So, so it's all lowercase. So they can see it's an I. They still reply with Lane, right? Well, the, the removal guy who's a Brit, he's emailing me as Lane. <laughs> and I met him today, and you'd think he would have recognised me because I'm a big star. And yet he sent me an email this evening addressed to Lane. Lane from the jumble. <laughs> Something like that. Um, but so hopefully, I, 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 have, I have a date. Do you trust him to find the right address? <laughs> he was a very, very nice guy, and it really... Um, it felt like something was being ach- achieved because this, you know, I've been living in this place for 
ages and ages and ages, this room. Cracked the sink the other day in the bathroom. I cracked the sink in the bathroom. I've been in there for about two years. I haven't done any damage. Right? I've hardly used, I've used the cooker thrice. And I thought, I'm going to get away with this. I'm going to get, and then um, I knocked my aftershave bottle into the sink and it cr- smashed the sink. Flipping it. That's, that's my entire, well, they can get a sink for 75 quid. That's my entire, um, what do they call it? Not inheritance. Deposit. deposit. That's my entire deposit is going to get swallowed up by a broken sink. Oh, man. But hopefully, four weeks' time, I'm getting the keys to my new house. I don't, I don't, I've said it out loud now, and I shouldn't have said it out loud because it won't be. It'll be five or six weeks, but I've, we've got an, a, a, an initial date. So the, the, but, but the problem is, of course, we're going up to Manchester. We doing the sh- so we're going to Manchester to do a show on the 28th, mm-hmm. Saturday the 28th. There's 20 tickets left for a, a venue that holds 65. It's disappointing. Uh, ticketsource.co.uk slash ian-lee or go to ianlee.com slash events. So we're going up there. And I think Jenny McAlpine's going to come and see the show, hopefully. And her wonderful husband, Chris. Um, although I haven't told them that yet. Um, so I should We'll probably tell them the day before. We're going to go to their place for lunch on Saturday. Annie's. Lovely. Yeah, I can't wait for that. So it's have really good things about it. You know who else is coming? Who? Guest of honour, our hero from Manchester, Tez. Hey! Oh, brilliant, brilliant, brilliant. The, the young lady that found all £10,000 worth of equipment didn't want a reward. That, Returned it. And it, she's had us round to her house and all absolute sorts. Absolute hero. Oh, that's fantastic. Good. I like her a lot. Um... Uh, and are we going up on the Friday, the day before, to do Can the show? Do, yeah, I don't mind. To do the show from a, a, a listener's house? Yeah, let's do that. Because we've got that new technology now that means we don't need to carry £10,000 worth of equipment round. We can just... Just as well, eh? Just do it on the old computer. Um, so, yeah, so, so the day that we're going to Manchester is the day I'm supposed to be getting the keys to my new house. So what I'm thinking is, you go up to Manchester... Yeah. You do the sh- you do the show from someone's house on the Friday. Right. You do the rabbit hole on the Saturday, and I'm in my new house. Right. And, Sound like and a plan? you do what? I just kind of walk around my new house crying because I can't actually afford it. That that's what I'll do. Well, if that's what you want to do. That's what I want to do. Well, I think you know uh, I'm more than up to it. No, we will be up the 28th uh, of July. Saturday, the 28th of July, we'll be um, uh, uh, going for lunch at Annie's, which is owned by the wonderful Jenny McAlpine and uh, her fantastic husband, Chris. And then we'll be doing a raid. When we go in there for lunch, I mean, it's not like we're appearing there. I'm just saying it because I want to give it a plug because I've heard it's really, really nice. Uh, then we're doing the show, the, the rabbit hole show on the Saturday night. But on the Friday night, the 27th, we need somewhere to do the show from. So yeah. if you're a regular listener, we need is, is good internet that I can plug into. That's all we need. Um, and for you not to be, an, um, you know, a Mad Axe murderer. Oh, yeah. Don't be one of Kath's fans. Be one of my fans, please. Let's go to let's go to Scott. Good evening, Scott. All right, how's how's life? And, uh, it's not Scott. It's Jizzy Scott. Are you listening here now? Yes, Scott. It's Jizzy Scott. It's Chizzy Scott. Yes. Oh well, come on, come on, man. We I'm all up for a for a, a prank and a laugh, but I'm certainly not up for fruity language. Like that, deary, deary me. I think we dumped that one. Did we dump that one? Because my light hasn't gone red. Um, but for the people on the YouTube channel, and if it snuck out because the system doesn't always work, you have my sincerest apologies. This should... Give me a thumbs up when we're back as well to, to speak, please. We don't like language like that. Not on, not on the air. In our private lives, uh, we are effing and jeffing like nobody's business. But on the radio, I don't 
think so, guys. I don't think so. 0344-499-1000 is the telephone number. The reason we're waiting slightly is because we have this wonderful system, the uh, seven-second delay. And what that means is, um, because you wouldn't have heard the swear word at home, but what that means is, thank you, Sam, is that someone phones up and swears. And I'm saying this for other practices because I like people phoning in and, and being funny. I like it. And you know what? I think he was going somewhere there. Yeah, he just I think got he was. A bit excited. Yeah, but don't swear, don't be racist, don't be libelous, because I've got a button here that will just drop it. You, you, what well, doesn't get broadcast? So we, we're operating today, so just bear that in mind, man. Bear that in mind. But have fun. Good evening, Paul. Ian, how you doing, buddy? Very well, thank you, mate. What you got for us? Good man. Uh, well, welcome home. Firstly, I haven't called you since you've been home, so welcome thank you, home. Paul. I was waiting for your call. I can relax my buttocks now. Good man. Uh, I don't know when, when you're going to cross um, Arthur's Dyke. Sorry? When you're crossing Arthur's Dyke. Arthur's Dyke? I don't know what Arthur's Dyke is. <laughs> uh, Arthur's, Arthur's Dyke. You know, um, the separation between Wales and England. I noticed you're going to Scotland. Are you coming to us? Oh, yeah, no, we are coming to Scotland. Yes. No, no, no. You're saying you're Not coming to Wales. Wales, man. Wales. Oh, I can't understand what word he's saying, man. Oh, he's Welsh. Okay. Um... <laughs> Well, you find us, you find, listen, we're struggling to sell tickets in a venue in Manchester that we sold out before quite quickly, and we've sold 30 tickets for a venue in Scotland that holds 240. So I suspect the pulling power of the jungle has worn off. Find me find me a venue in, in Wales, Paul. Find me a venue that holds about 50, 60 people, and we'll come and do it. Well, the unions, for, for definite. So you've got, like, the University of South Wales, you've got Cardiff. Oh, I don't know if I'd want to do a union, because uh, that terrifies me. That terrifies me. <laughs> what we want is, like, what, a though. small little art centre, little theatre that holds 50, 60, 70, and we'll come and do it. Well, you've got Chapter, Chapter Arts. I think that's where um, Stuart Lee did his, um, one of his DVDs a few years back. I've heard that mentioned before, Chapter, chapter Arts. Arts. Chapter Arts, yes, in Cardiff. Um, isn't that quite big? Let me have a little look. Um, um, why do I, I feel like I've been in touch with these people. I think you have. I think you have. And they weren't up for it. Um, I think I've been in touch with these people before and they weren't up for it or it was too expensive or there was something. I'll have another little, I'll have another little look because yeah, I'd love to. Yeah, it'd be awesome to see you, man. Hang on a minute. Here we go. Um, um. I'm just going through my, I'm going through my emails. Go on, go on, you talk. I'm just going through there's, my emails. Um, no problem, there's, uh, there's the comedy club. So you've got, like, there's the Glee Club, which is on the bay. Um, you've got, well, you've got, like, a jonglers, but it's, it's a typical jonglers, you know. But the Glee Club is good, and they do kind of alternative events there as well. All right, well, I might have a little look at the Glee Club then as well. Well, I, we'd love to. We'd love to. I love Wales. You should, man. And the other thing as well, when you're in South Wales, yep. you should visit Llancaich um, Fawr, which is like an old manor house. It's like a mid-16th century manor house, and it's the most haunted place uh, in <laughs> Wales. And I know you're keen on that kind of stuff, so yeah. Give it a go. All right, nice one. Well, thank you for that, Paul. I appreciate it. All right, dude. Here we go. <laughs> thank you. Patrick Kane guy is going to make me a special owl edition, Patrick Kane. <laughs> I liked Ron. And I know, and here's the thing, I think you can like people, um, of course, you, you, I, I, you, of course you can like people who are, you know, diametrically opposed to you politically. You can. And that's, that is, doesn't, is, it seems unacceptable at the moment because with, with Twitter and all these things, we are encouraged to separate and separate yeah. into our little tribes Everyone and throw stones at each other. Yeah. Throw stones at each other. 
the number of times people have accused me of being uh, a left-wing liberal without actually knowing anything about me at all. It's just the assumption yeah, is there. Yeah, well, the guy having a go at us today because we work for Murdoch and so we're part of the whole Hillsborough thing and we're part of Millie Dow. We're part of that. Um, and he said, oh, I used to like you, Ian, but, you, you, well, you didn't follow me on Twitter. You've never yeah. listened to the show. I don't think you do. You know. I talked him round. Yeah. He realised how silly it was that he was saying that because, you know... It, we, are you responsible for everything that people you've ever worked with or have ever yeah. worked at your place have done? Yeah. The other thing is, he lives in Bangkok. So, you know, I could say, if I was being unkind, that he's probably not one of the most corrupt economies there is and exploitative economies there is just by being there. Well, he's you complicit. Did say you did say I didn't. I suggested that that would now. be unfair to say that. Um, by the way, very quickly, um, when I was in America, I did a, an interview with Keith and the Girl, their podcast. You can get it. I think it went up Monday or su- Sunday, maybe. Um, it's filthy. It's the most honest interview I've ever done. Um, and it's great. If you go to keithandthegirl.com or if you go to iTunes and type in Keith and the Girl, it would appear. I've just retweeted um, uh, their YouTube link um, of a game that we recorded afterwards where... Kemda reads out, descript- she watches trailers and describes them because to me and Keith. Kemda never goes to the films, right. to the movies, does she? She was just picking films that had never been released in the UK. <laughs> um, it's very sweary. It was a fix. And I, spoiler alert, I walked out at the end. I wasn't sticking around for that. It was it, They were embarrassing themselves, so I left. 0344 499 1000, the late night alternative on tour radio. Across the UK, online and on DAB. Get an earful of unusual nocturnal emissions with radio's Lord of Misrule, Ian Lee. No relation, thank God. Unfiltered Night Talk with the original king of unconventional conversation. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. 0344. 499-1000 is the telephone number if you want to give us a call. If you've, if you've just tuned in, flipping it, you've missed um, you've missed some two hours. First hour, the trial of the century, Alan Caddick, found not guilty. Second hour, I spoke to um, uh, to Ron, uh, Ron Smith, who runs PatriotCane.com. And um, we come from very different political backgrounds, I think. Um, but I really enjoyed it. I really enjoyed it, you know, and um, I, I, I want a Patriot cane. <laughs> Not because I want to stove someone's head in, but I think they look cool, you know, and um, I just found him really interesting. And um, it's one of the good things of Twitter, because he saw the owl tweets and was getting involved in that. It's one of the good things. Twitter, I think he's watching us. Hey, Ron. This is what happened, mate. If you're looking at the bandage, I think it's coming off at the weekend. Um, what we're going to do, we're going to take, we've got three calls. We've got Lee, we've got Jake, who I think might be... Um, horny little teenagers who want to speak to a MILF. Um, I don't know what... I'll see if I can find them one. I don't... Oh, look at that. I don't know what you were doing when I was away, but you've got all the 16, 17, 18-year-old boys hot under the collar. Let's not preempt things. I think it's because you remind them of mummy or maybe nanny. Um, so I think those... Lee and Jake might be that. Then we've got Nigel from Maidstone. So we'll find out how things are going with Nigel. And then we're going to play Yes Word or S Word with the new Paul McCartney single. Let's go to Lee. Good evening, Lee. Good evening, Ian. How are you doing? I'm very well, Lee. Thanks for calling. What have you got for us tonight? Um, two things. I just wanted to say um, I'm, I'm a big fan of yours. Um, and I want some advice off you, really. Okay. Um, basically, my dream is to become a radio DJ. And I just wondered if you could give me advice. Well, I'm, I'm not a DJ. No, but you're a talk show host and you're good at it. Um, right. Before I waste my valuable, valuable time giving you excellent career-defining advice, 
Yeah. Are you sure there's not a punchline at the end where you go, I, I really fancy Catherine and she's better than you? No, she did do well last week when you was away, though. I give her that. But, but he doesn't no, fancy me. No. Fine. Let's go. That's no, fine. no, you are you are very good looking, Catherine, honestly. Oh, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> but no, Ian, I've been a fan of you for years and I followed you on I'm a Celebrity and I, I voted for you every day. You know, so you're right. good. You're but good what player. do you want to do? What do you want to do then? Um, I don't know, I'm just really interested in radio. I just, I, mean, I think I'm a bit old for it now. You said I was 17, 18, everyone, but I'm almost 30. Okay. And I think I'm a bit too late to get into it, really. Well, uh, what, what do you see yourself doing? Presenting? Producing? Uh, yeah, presenting. Okay. And what kind of stuff do you want to present? You said music DJ. DJ. Yeah. So do you, is that the kind of thing you want to do? Yeah, a bit like, sort of, you know, like, not heart, because that's not very good, but sort of like, you know, like... <laughs> Don't tell them that. Radio 1, sort of that sort of stuff, yeah. Well, I I do think you're probably too old for Radio 1, because it's all all kids then. It's all kids there. Yeah, it is, yeah. And I don't know what other... You know, because Radio 2, it's all celebrities that that host it. I don't know what other stations really do music that are, you know because they're all they are all heart and they're all uh, you know they all come from london there aren't there aren't any what they used to be like 15 20 years ago 20 years ago um, yeah. like you know proper independent local radio stations where you could go and learn your trade yeah that's, that's what i want to do I, i'd love to get into it but i think i've just left it too late uh, well what do you do now um i work for a carpet company so i'm a warehouse manager for that and i'm also in the army reserves Okay, all right, okay, okay. Can, can you get me a cheap rug? Of course I can, yeah, come and see me. Yeah, I can get you loads of discount. Oh, well, well, well let's, let's, let's talk, because, okay. Because <laughs> my holiday cover isn't, isn't definitely settled on being Catherine. Well, hang on a minute. Well, no, I've got okay. to write a review for Denny about it, and I can, I can be swayed. How, how much could you get me off a rug, mate? 25% if I say you're my uncle. <laughs> you could make it 50%. Yeah, say he's your granddad. Do you know um, what? I nearly told you to f off then. <laughs> nearly told you to f off, Catherine. If you uh, can make it closer to fifty percent, I can I can get your cover shift here. Okay, yeah, I can do fifty percent any day. Right. I can give you it for free, actually. <laughs> but I'll meet you at the back with the engine running. Is it that kind yeah, of? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Where, whereabouts are you, Lee? Uh, Swindon. Swindon. Do you do yeah. you, do you um? Well, I'm going to say something. I'm going to regret. Go do, you, do you fancy coming in for the first hour of one of the shows next week? I would love to. Um. What have we got? What day? Is this so you can get a rug. Yeah, I can get rugs. Yeah. No, Ian, is this so you can get a rug? No, it's not. It's not. Forget the rug. Forget the rug. I'm teasing you. What? What? We've got some guests next week. What days? No, uh, I don't we... think we have actually. Uh, uh, no, we've got your fella from the. Uh... This is this is a producer. No, it's the one you fixed. So. Yeah, so you should be on top of it. We've got who have we got? Fella from the staircase thing. Okay, we've got Wednesday from the staircase podcast. Yeah, Wednesday, um, Monday or Tuesday. Do you want to come in for the first, literally the first hour at eleven o'clock? You're getting kicked out. Yeah, that's fine. I'd love to. You fancy that, right? Um, yeah. Um, how do we do? Organize, Catherine. Why don't you go and speak to this gentleman off air and do a little? Yeah, because I'm not busy, mate. This is also you can get a rug. I think it's immoral. No, I'm not getting a rug off him. I'm I'm thinking actually, my, my carpet might be nice. Um, yeah, we can sort that. Thank you, mate. I appreciate that. Outrageous. Probably best. Probably best we talk about that off air, just because of Ofcom yeah. and you know the and law and, things, and yeah. stuff. But um, if you could bring a colour chart, that would be awesome. Yeah, Catherine, definitely. If you could go and get Lee's details and arrange it and find out what day he wants to come in, and he comes in for the first hour. This is outrageous. One day next week, it'd be a nice carpet. No Thank shoes you, on. I appreciate that. No, Lee, I appreciate that. Uh, uh, you, I'd love to see how it all works. Come and sit in. I don't, I, and I hate people coming in the studio. But for you. Shut up. 
Uh, but for you, uh, uh, you know, yeah, come come in one day next week and um, you, you can ask me anything, but you've got to ask me it on air, OK? OK, that's fine. Yeah, All right, definitely. nice one. I'm going to pass you back to my smiling, glamorous assistant. She's my assistant. Uh, oh, brilliant. Thanks, Ian. Nice one, mate. Speak to you soon. See you next week. Um, let's go to Jake. Good evening, Jake. Oh, Jizzy's back, Ian. OK, thanks very much. Let's go to Jermaine. Good evening, Jermaine. All right, mate. All right, mate. Is this talk sport? Yes, it is. What would you like to say? Uh, all right, I think Man City are a money club, yeah? Yeah. Wait, Ian. Wait, is this Ian Lee? Y- yes, Jermaine. Wait, this is not talk sport, is it? No, it's not. It's not, Jermaine. No. 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 Oh, my goodness. Yes. Good. Ian, what have I done? You phoned the wrong radio station, you pudding. I have, Ian. Put the phone down right, and Ian. go and cry. No, Ian, I will not cry. Cry. You. Cry. I will not cry. Cry! Ian. Ian, you were crying after you got abused by an owl. There was, there was no shame. Yes, I was crying. I had my head ripped open by a Ian, raptor. Shame. You got beaten up by an owl, mate. Yes, I did get beaten up by an owl. And here's the thing: there is no shame in being beaten up by an owl. No, there, is, mate. No, there mate. isn't. Mate, you probably fell down a hole as well, mate. I did. I fell oh. down a well. Yes. Yeah, you, did. you did. Yes. Why are you, you mentioning the? Why are you bringing up? Ian, you are a numpty. I'm a what? You're a numpty. A nodby? No. Are you, are you deaf as well now, Ian? Pardon? You're deaf as well. Huh? Yes, I thought so, Ian. You're deaf now. Am I a nodby? <laughs> Is that what you said? A nodby? No. For, a numpty, stop laughing, Ian. man! What did you call me? A numpty. A numpty. Oh, uh, listen to you. Yes. You fat. No, I'm not going to say that, Ian. I no, well bad. done, well done, well done. Let's go to Nigel. Good evening, Nigel. Uh, oh, uh, good evening, Ian. Good uh, evening, Nigel. How are you doing tonight, mate? Oh, just thinking about... I, I visited Mum again today. Yeah, what's the latest? And, uh, well, um, I had to, she wanted me to get some shopping for her, so I, uh, she wanted um, a mirror to do a, put her makeup on, you know, a mirror. So... So, so I got through a mirror in Tunbridge Wells, but I, the cheapest one was £15, so I got one for six somewhere. Uh, in Superdrug, I got one for six. Yeah. £6. Yeah. Okay. So £15 in boots for a mirror, it's ridiculous. But mirrors are very... Uh, do you know what? I can't remember the last time I bought a mirror, Nigel. I wouldn't know how no. much they were. But I got a good one, uh, quite a big one, for um, £6 in, in Superdrug. So what, what are mirrors made of? I want to say magic. Yeah, magic mirrors. Magic mirrors. Um, I'm just trying to... Uh, so, so the, th- the thing is, I took it back to Mum and... Well, because, they, do you know, they've not shown the bruising. They've not shown the bruising on her face. Oh. Uh, she she found out today when she looks into the mirror. Right. And she was so upset because she, she said, look at my face, it's, 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 it's black and blue. It was yeah. terrible. Yeah. It was such a shock for me as well. Yeah, um, it's tough. For, for her it? to see her... In that state, yeah, you know, it's her, upsetting. Her face was completely one side is completely black on one side, and I felt so sorry for. Her. I mean, it's, it's it beggars belief, really. Yeah. Yeah. How how so, are you? How I mean, are you? How are you, Nigel? In yourself? I'm coping all right. I've been eating better. Actually, what did you have today? Well, earlier on the seat, well, I had a, um, a tea cake when I was in Tunbridge Wells. It was very nice with um, with strawberry jam yeah. a tea cake. Ooh. Ooh, and, uh, nice. you know, they do some quite big ones yeah. in uh, the posh places. And um, and then I had an egg and 
ham roll, no, egg and ham. You know the hard pastry one? No, it's meat. It's sort of... Um, a pork pie. A gala pork, pie. Pork, pork meat with an egg in the middle. You know, A, a gala pie. Egg. Me and Kath had a gala pie tonight. And I'd never heard of them until two it's weeks it. ago. No, you cut... You know you cut pieces off of a big one and it's, it's in the square. Yes, it's a gala pie! Oh, that's right, yeah, with an egg in the middle. It's a gala pie! <laughs> Is that what they call them? I didn't yes, know. Yes, they're gala, gala pies! pies yeah. yes. But anyway, so I just, I've got another slice. <laughs> we had one tonight! Food. Delicious. Oh, it was great. I've got, I've got two slices, there's one left in the fridge if I want another one. But they're, mm. they're ever so filling, aren't they? Do you know what I fancy, Nigel? Talking about mm. good old-fashioned, proper British English food. Yeah. I fancy a yeah. big bag big bag of chips oh, a bag of chips mm. proper big fat chips slathered in salt and vinegar that's what i fancy oh, yeah. pie chips and well, gravy I've got, chip. I've got oven chips i'll no, i want i want chips from a chip shop and i want a, yeah, i want some yeah. white bread and butter as well oh, and i've been eating more chocolate as well well uh, I've, I've had two bars of chocolate already as well so i'm done too bad and two uh, uh, I like trifles. I bought some trifles. I've had a trifle and a caramel pudding. So I've had, I put a pound on this evening. It's all the main food groups covered. Don't worry, Nigel. You'll shit it out yeah. in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> no, I put a pound on. That's strange. You know, I cycled 30 miles. Yeah. Well, you've eaten month. a trifle and a gala pie. Of course you put a pound on, Nigel. Yeah. Did you know it's 30 miles to the... the to the hospital? No, because I don't know where you live and I don't know where the hospital is, well, so... Henry, from Yalding to Pembrey is, is, is 15 miles each way, and I've uh, been doing that since since last Friday. How long does that take you to do? An hour and a half each way. Yeah, flipping um, it, man. Yeah, and it's really, ever so hot, isn't it, the weather? Yeah, you, be ca- you make sure you drink plenty of water. So, I'm lucky I put a pound on, really. Well, um, yeah. But it's because I've been eating more. If only you put a, win- a pound on the winner of the Grand National. <laughs> yes. Um... So I was gonna. I had, I've got a good idea on on YouTube. Yep. I've got um, some drum solos, yep. which would be something different. Play a, a short drum solo instead of a song, which would be something different. You know. Okay. I've got some good ones on there. If you go to Nigel from Maystone Drum Solo, you get the first one I did in the studio, oh. which is quite good actually. Because you are quite a good drummer. Okay, Nigel from Maystone. Yeah, can I can I quickly say I saw Dale Winton's last show he did earlier yeah. in um, Florida. Oh, it yeah. was fantastic. Okay, well, let's... And he did look well, actually. He didn't look ill at all. Okay, here we go. Well, let's listen to this. This yeah. is Nigel from Maidstone Drum Solo. Uh, Thank you. Oh, hang on. Hang on a minute. Yeah, that's the one. Right. That's the one. Hang on. Here we go. Here we go. It's coming. It's coming. It's coming. I've just missed it. Here we go. Here we go. really play those drums well i've been doing it for um ever since i was 11 you must, you must be, be tired. tired pardon nothing um I it, it, my lines to i couldn't hear that very clearly but 
I've been drumming since I was 11. Okay, here we go. Here's another one. Here's another one from your channel. Here we go. Oh. This world. Hey, listen, man. We got to go because we're going to the break. Could I come to the studio next week? No. If I'm still. No. Eh? No. 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 That was a one-off oh. for that for that caller because he. Oh, he, I see. Yeah. Right, okay. so, but, uh, you, and you need to be near mum, so you focus on that. Yeah, and we're sending lots of, of healing energy to her. But she she's gonna it's gonna t- she'll be all right, but it's gonna take some time. Yeah. I think. Yeah, I'm sure. It will. She can't walk very well to the toilet, so I, I can't okay. help her at the moment. Okay. All right, Nigel. Um, well, no, um, you're not. But it's nice. It, to- is, a, it is. I am worried. I know you're worried. Yeah. Um, uh, it's a shame about Dale Will- Winton. He looked well, didn't he, in that film? I didn't watch it. Oh, you haven't seen any no, of I'm it not, yet. I've not but, seen it. I've taped it. But he looked ever so well no. before he did die. Actually. But, um, All right. Hey, listen, it's Nigel. Strange, isn't it? It is. Nice one, yeah, mate. But- Have a good weekend. Thanks for playing the drum set. God bless you. Ta-ta, bye-bye. 03444991000, the Late Night Alternative on Talk Radio. Late Night Conversation. Wealth losing sleep over. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. 03444991000 is the telephone number. Oh, God. Um, Let's try this one. Yes, Jonathan? Hello, mate. All right. I'm very well, Jonathan. Thank you very much, mate. What have you got for us? I'm just I'm I'm here with Pete Proch. We're just in a stand-up gig in uh, oh. uh, Wellingborough. Okay. Yes. we give you a call for a chat. Well, well maybe, maybe you could when you start getting paid gigs, you could buy a decent telephone that we can hear you on. <laughs> this is a terrible phone line. It, it's these iPhones, mate. They ain't no good. They what? ain't no good. Uh, well, well, okay. Well, then make make it snappy. All right, then, pal. We'll just we're on our way back to uh, Dudley, yep, the no. lovely land in the Black Country. Dudley. I don't think I've ever... Have I ever been to Dudley, Catherine? Yes. Okay, I've uh, been to we, Dudley. No, no, we went to Wolverhampton, didn't we? Oh, yeah. They're, they're different places. Yeah, no, close up. Where was that... Um, Where was that place we went to? Why are you doing the Dudley voice? Where? Where was that place we went to? Where was that place we went to that was a tiny little village? 
That's Wolverhampton. Where we went and had... Well, it was all, like, uh, Tudorish. Yeah. It was, yeah. It was tiny. Yeah. Was that Wolverhampton? Yeah. What did we do in Wolverhampton? We did a gig there, upstairs mm. in that uh, sweaty room. No, 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 no. Didn't we spend the night... Somewhere we spent the night. Oh, I don't remember that. Because we... We so we went and had it was one of the gigs, yeah. and we spent the night. It was either Airbnb or a hotel. Certainly, it certainly wasn't. A, although I'm thinking to save money, we get a camper van. Be with you in a second, uh, uh, Jonathan. Not to worry, my man. Not to worry. Um, uh, but um, I remember we had coffee in big, big mugs in like a dark, sort of wooden place. I don't know. I don't think it was me. I think it might have been you. <laughs> was it? Was it you, Jonathan? That was probably me. That was probably me. Uh... I don't remember. I think we stayed in a hotel, and there was something funny about the parking. Anyway, Jonathan, I don't. <laughs> well, this sounds like an excellent stay. I'm sorry, I don't remember. No, we went. We were in like a tiny little village, and um, uh. It wasn't a village. It was a tie. Ah, my head! Anyway, Jonathan, what would you like to say? Was it Tipton? Was you in Tipton? It it was Tipton. Let's let's say it was Tipton. Yes. Just end this. It was Tipton. Are you making any plans to uh, come up to the Black Country at any point? Yeah, I've got a plan to come up to the Black Country after this phone call and smash you in the face. How's about that? (laughs) How's about that, boy? Well, we'll have a Boston cup of tea after. Thank you very much indeed. There we go. Mm-hmm. Um, let's go to Linda. Good evening, Linda. Hello. Okay. Um, let's go to Andre. Yeah, I've got the, I've got the laptop open. Okay. Oh, and a song ready for you. Two uh, minutes, of yeah? Of course you have. Ready? Here we go. Ready? It's lappy time. Right, it's jam, yeah? Ready? Two minutes. Here we go. Found self in a strange town. Now I've only been here for three weeks now. I've got blisters on my feet. Trying to find a friend in Oxford Street. I bought an Aces red kite book. Trying to find a club of white and see a haze. When you ask in a strange town. They say no, no, don't care and I've got to go, mate. Worry themselves about feeling low. They worry themselves about the dreadful snow. Oh. They all ignore me because they don't know. I'm really a space to bother you. Airphones. You've got to move in a straight line. You've got to walk and talk in football time. You can't be weird in a strange town. You'll be betrayed by your accent and manners. You've got to wear the right clothes. Be careful not to pick a scratch or no hose. You can't be nice in a strange town. Because we don't know, don't care, and I gotta go and rush my money to the record shops. I slop off on a back street by myself at snorts. Well, manifestos, be kind to queers. Oh, so grateful, revolution here. It's like sound warm now. Yes! Well, hey, oh. I'm walking. <laughs> Oh, the lappy's gone. Uh-oh, it's no. crashed. Wrong. See you later. Bye. There we go. Um, so, reading this Matt Haig book, and you'll be hearing me talking about it quite a lot over the coming weeks because I'm I'm loving it. Um, and it's all about our reliance on in, on the internet and Twitter and, and Facebook. So I asked, and I, I found myself today 
really upset by Twitter. I've, I've tried, I came up with this idea when I was in New York after watching the Mr. Rogers film, Won't You Be My Neighbour, of, um, and regular listeners know, I've, I've struggled with Twitter a lot. Uh, and, I, and I really came up with the idea, and I thought I could pull it off, of turning Twitter into a loving echo chamber so instead of an echo chamber of calling people out and arguing with people and you know and 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 all kind of nonsense that's on twitter i thought i'm going to make it into a place of love and performance and art and beauty and i will only share art and and films that you know if i see a really good film that moves me i'll share that or if i you know a song that moves me i'll share that that kind of stuff and I, i was doing it for a couple of days i got away with it and then today I got into a really, really upsetting, I don't want to say argument because, well, let's say argument for a short while. I got, got into an upsetting conversation with someone and I don't want to go into it because I don't want to draw attention to that person because that person has been very, very seriously ill. And I, and I certainly don't want it to look like I'm targeting that person. But a comment that I had made, I don't know, a, a eight nine ten months ago eight nine months ago a comment that i had made had on twitter had unsurprisingly been misinterpreted and uh, had been interpreted as a joke and i i don't remember making the comment if i did i think it was meant as a genuine question as opposed to um a joke it could have been a joke i'd have to see the tweet i'd have to see the whole context basically someone with cancer um who and i think it was i was led to believe it was terminal and i and something something like best of luck how long have you got something like that okay it's not the 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 coolest question necessarily to ask but uh i i obviously felt in the conversation and i'm prepared to be proven wrong on this because i don't really remember it but i'm pretty sure it's not a question i would just ask outright I, i don't think i would do it as a joke it was it was part of a conversation where I was trying to connect my soul with another human soul and, you know, and share the frailty of existence. And this is a while ago. And and then today, that person who is, thank God, has, is, is all clear of cancer, which is great, um, sent me a tweet to tell me they're all clear. But also to my comment had obviously upset them. And I, I detected a tone in the first tweet, but I congratulated them on being clear. And then it turned out actually they were upset by it, and they were threatening to take it to the press and all this kind of kind of stuff. Right? And uh, and I was mortified, mortified that something I could have said would have. And he was calling it a gag, and so I was going along with it, thinking it, saying okay, it was a bad gag. But then thinking about it, I don't think it was a gag. But I was so upset that something I had said had caused so much upset to someone else who was ill, someone else who was cancer. I don't want to upset people with cancer. I don't upset anyone, really, but I don't want to upset people with cancer. And he then misquoted another tweet that I'd just sent. And I thought, because I said, I'm, I'm really sorry I offended you. And he then sent a tweet back in quote mark saying, oh, using the old sorry if I offended you. And I deliberately did not include the word if, because I obviously had offended him. So I didn't write sorry if I offended you, because that is a cop out apology. I wrote sorry I offended you. Um, and, and I wasn't going to get into an argument with him. The bloke's just been given the all clear of cancer. He's taken a battering. I'm not going to oh, get I genuinely don't wish him, him ill. 
Uh, so I just kind of said, look, I'm, I'm done here, man. I'm really sorry. Wish you the best of luck. And I was so upset, Kath. So you know I was upset because I was messaging you and I had a little bit of a, um, a whitey on Twitter and I was messaging you going, I can't believe it. I'm in pieces. I'm in pieces. I'm in pieces that someone could, that I could express myself so badly in a public forum that someone could be that upset by something that I have tweeted. Mm-hmm. I was so upset by it. Um, so we're doing that, and it was going on, and I was just thinking, oh, and I was with my youngest son. It was a hot day, and I had a quite a nice day because I've been playing cricket at my kids' school with my eldest. I didn't talk about sports, Dad. Maybe I'll talk about that later. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I had my youngest son for about 25 minutes before we had to go and pick up his brother. Okay, so we stopped off at the train station to get um, a Twix and a bottle of water, and he wanted some crisps, and then we were going to the park, and. My youngest was on a wall, climbing on a wall, and he's going, Daddy, Daddy. And I went, in a minute, I was looking at my phone, engaging in this conversation. I went, in a minute, son, I'm busy. Said it like that. In a minute, son, I'm busy. I wasn't busy. I was, I was trying to change the view of someone whose view I was not going to change. I was not going to change their view. They've made their decision, and that's fine. And they're going on their journey in life, and that's fine. And genuinely... I'm being vague because some people started sending him a couple of mean tweets and that's not my intention. But then it looks like I've called my drones to attack. I haven't. It's in a public forum. You know, this is what happens. Um, So it was I was so upset by this. But my son was going, Daddy, Daddy, look at this. I didn't even look at him. Looked at the phone. In a minute, son, I'm busy. And that went on for quite a while, that kind of thing. And. I and it's been a stressful day and it's stressful with this this whole house and this divorce and all of this stuff is stressful man. it's stressful and I think I'm on the verge of kind of going down the other side a bit for a while I just feel myself all of the uh, the, the the alarm bells that, that I've learned to recognize when I'm about to go into a depressive trough they're all kind of, a lot of them are ringing and um and I was driving into work thinking I don't want to live my life like this I don't want to live my life getting really upset by people on Twitter or by people's reactions to me on Twitter. I don't want to get upset by that. And I certainly don't want to be ignoring the beauty of my stunning six-and-a-half-year-old boy, face covered with ice cream, climbing a wall. And I I couldn't even look at him because I was looking at I thought I want to live my life like this. And, And Matt Haig in his book talks about maybe not taking your phone to bed and not checking it. You know, there's a story in one of the papers... Where is it? It's in um, it's in the Star, I think. It's in the Star. Hang on a minute. I think it's this one. Um, Brits are phone addicts. We check our phones 16 hours a day. Is that all? Is that all? I think it's more than that, man. Certainly more than that for me today. I thought, I don't want it. I don't want that. And I, I'm addicted, right? I'm a drug addict. Um, I, I guess I'm kind of an alcoholic. I am an alcoholic. Um, and if, uh, if I, you know, in terms of drugs... One is too many and a thousand is never enough. And what that means is if I have one, that is not going to satisfy me. And if I have a thousand, that ain't that ain't enough. I need more. So I can't take drugs. Whereas some people can have a line of Coke or they can have a, you know, a cheeky heme on a bifter. I can't because that isn't enough. It's like I've had a line of Coke. Why would I want one line of Coke? Why would I want one glass of wine? Who wants one glass of wine? I don't understand that. And, and I don't take drugs and I don't drink now. And I haven't for a while. But, but. Twitter, Facebook, let's talk about Twitter because Facebook's slightly different for me. But Twitter is the same. It's the same 
thing. One tweet is too many and a thousand tweets is never enough. So I came in to work today and I said, and we uh, Googled something and I gave my phone to Catherine. I said, Catherine, I want you to type in a four digit security code on my phone because I'm, I'm going to try and do something. God, I feel nervous talking about it. Isn't that funny? I feel really nervous. So what I've done, it's a tiny, tiny thing, right? And it's a tiny thing that may not last. And I may be phoning up Catherine tomorrow morning going, give me that code. Give me the code. Uh, what is that film, The Young Frankenstein, where he goes in with the monster yeah. and he says, whatever, whatever you happens, hear, don't, don't, open the door. No, don't open the door. And 30 seconds later, I was joking. Open the door. Open the door. But you said, no, I was joking. It might, you might get that phone call. Can we establish now what my response should be if you do phone me up tomorrow? Oh, if I cave in, give it to me. Um, no. No, okay, no, don't. Okay, well, let's do it the weekend and we'll talk on Monday. <gasps> okay. Yeah, we'll talk on Monday. So what I have done is I have deleted the Twitter and Facebook apps from my phone. I have um, blocked it using this four-digit code that I don't know. So I cannot download new apps on my phone. So I can't get them back on. And I have blocked the websites twitter.com and facebook.com i've blocked them so i can't access them right i'm sure it's probably a workaround i can't access them on my phone at the moment i can access them on my laptop because that's a different thing i'm not going to be out with the kids in the park with a lappy with me you know the, the, the laptop is a more involved thing also, there's a process involved in getting the laptop yeah. out, firing it up, waiting for it, you know, and although, it, it's a bit more time. Although, you know, it's the thing with addiction, you say, I'm going to stop taking Coke. I'm going to stop taking Coke. Then you become an alcoholic and you start <laughs> drinking loads of wine. You, you, your addiction moves to something else. So I might find that I'm walking around with a laptop with me, in which case then we need to have another chat. But so for this weekend, I... On my phone, cannot access Twitter and I cannot, uh, cannot access Facebook. Facebook's a slightly different beast for me because I don't really use it in the way that a lot of people do of posting pictures of my kids and stuff like that. I use it. As, I'm friends with about a dozen people. Your one, Kirsten, who we had on the show, is is one, a couple of monkeys people. And it's, it's kind of a small, it's, you know. Um, and I use it to promote the show and on the, the, the you know, the Ian Lee Facebook page. That's, that's kind of what it is. But 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 Twitter and, and as as Kath did it, as Kath put the digits in and blocked it, I felt sick. I felt sick. I, w- I was tingling. My my hands and my, ch- my chest got tight and my hands were tingling. It was a physical reaction to making it slightly harder for me to get onto a website. That's nuts, isn't it? That is nuts. And we might come back Monday and I might go, do you know what? It's not worked and um, I'd, I'd like it unblocked. And in that case, that's kind of, that's kind of fine. You know, this is a weekend experiment. I, I, I think I'm seeing the kids this weekend. So it'll be interesting to see. Because I've tried having the phone in the car and that works to us leaving the phone in the car when I see them. But that works to a certain but extent. But if it's in your pocket, then... Yeah. It... And if there's an ongoing drama, like I'm, I'm arguing with someone or I'm defending myself, someone, then I'm going to take it with me. Mm-hmm. Okay. And... I don't want to miss any more of my kids growing up. I don't want to miss any more of my kids. There'll, there'll come a point when my youngest doesn't want to climb walls. I want to enjoy every wall climb that I, that I possibly can. Um, so it was, we're going to. I'm going to see how it goes. I'm sharing that. I feel sick talking about it. Actual physical reaction at me grassing myself up for for blocking 
Twitter and Facebook on my phone. Isn't that funny? Genuinely think there will be, in five years' time, there will be 12-step groups like you have Narcotics Anonymous and Overeaters Anonymous and Gamblers Anonymous and Alcoholics Anonymous. There will be, I don't know what it will be, Smartphones Anonymous or um, uh, 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 Social Media Anonymous. There'll be something. There'll be something. I think it's only for the good. And that, that feeling of... Oh, that worry is probably a sign that you sh- that you're you're right to do it. it? Yeah, I think definitely. also, and I hope you don't mind me saying this, but you know, you talking about you can feel like you're about to take a bit of a yeah. a, a dive. There are plenty of idiots on Twitter who smell blood when yeah. you're in that kind of mood, and you sit you share, and I think the fact that you share is wonderful, mm. but it does leave you vulnerable to people sticking the boot in. And I know that when you get but when you start feeling oh, bad, yeah, then yeah. that's all the stuff. You, yeah, that's the only stuff you believe. It's the equivalent of of having my honeypot out wide open, wide, wide. I smash the rim of my honeypot. You know, people say lovely things and you don't believe them. People say horrible things and that's the stuff that sticks. Sorry, I was laughing at smashing the rim of my honeypot. Would you like to, you li- to lick sm- my rim? Oh my god. <laughs> <sighs> That sigh sums up our relationship perfectly. That sigh, that weary sigh, totally sums up Catherine's relationship for the last four or five years. <laughs> oh, God, I'm bullying my best friend and I'm laughing at it. What a terrible human being I am. This is... Seriously, though, how is your rim? Because it was in tatters last time we discussed it. It's all right. Good. Well, that's one bonus. Let's be happy for that. Yeah, I don't want any bonus near my rim. <laughs> This is Talk Radio. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. Right. We're going to do yes word or S word. Okay. There's a new Paul McCartney single out. Um, Normally we do it with, um, you know, listeners, homebrew stuff. But there's a new Paul McCartney record. And by the way, we've got Ryan from the uh, Take It Away podcast. One of my favorite podcasts. Um, he's coming in in September. He's going to come in the studio in September. Uh, the same week that the new Paul McCartney album comes out, and he's going to go through it with us. We're going to deconstruct yes. But no Paul McCartney. Paul McCartney's refused to come on the show. Hmm. So the way this works, um, call straight to air 0344. 499-1000. You phone up and you say yes word or S word. The S word stands for SH1T. Please, 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 please don't actually say the S word, okay? And I tell you why, this is why we're doing it with Paul McCartney, okay? Because he's an established artist. Um, and I think that maybe a lot of you were get, getting into the homebrew thing, the, the, the kind of DIY vibe, and um, so you thought it was appropriate to, to phone up because dumped it. Um, people, you know, so people phone up and say, oh, this is, you know, um, so don't do that. So this is Sir Paul McCartney. He's a knight of the realm. OK, he's, he's a British institution. So I know that you will respect that and you will phone up and you will, will just say yes or the S word. So you're not saying the S word. You're saying the phrase, the S word. He's, he's, he's Paul McCartney. So bit of respect. With that in mind, uh, this is um, the, the there's two songs, from, two, two songs. I think they're both great. But this is the more up-tempo one. Um, it's called Come On To Me, and I'm going to play it. <laughs> Did he ask anyone about that title? Well, of course, um, well, maybe it's a nod back to John Lennon's Come Together. Thank you very much indeed. Um, uh, so give us a call, 0344 Let me know what you think of this. This is... This is Come On To Me by Paul McCartney. Cap, I think Sam's calling you oh, out there. I think there's a problem with the phone lines. Okay. 
0344-499-1000. Yes word or S word? That seemed to me to say You wanted so much more than casual conversation I swear I got a look Let's go to line one. Line one. Yes word or S word? Hello. Hello. Y- yes word or S word, line one? It's... It's... Okay, thank you, thank you. Line two. Yes word or S word? Shit. Right, watch your language, buddy. Watch. Pause it. Pause it. Pause it. Right, this ain't some kid, right? This is Sir Paul McCartney, Knight of the Realm. Watch your language. Watch your language. Like I'm supposed to do. So can we arrange Line four, yes word or S word? Wow, Beatles! Bag of shite! Oh, get right. Jesus. Oh, three, four, 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 nine, nine, one thousand. Line five, yes word or S word? Yes word. Thank you very much indeed. Well done. Line five, yes word or S word? Grey haired nonce. Nonce? Grey haired nonce? What is this? Line one, yes word or S word? Yes, 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 yes. You say you're saying yes? Yes. Yes. You, you yes. like it? Yes. Yeah, thank you very much indeed. Line five, yes word or S word? Well, I turn this back a call. Hey, it's, it's Paul McCartney! Hey, go on, do you like it? He's got Paul McCartney on my now, I can't believe it! Line six, yes word or S word? Bomb, bomb, bomb. Yes, I Thank you very much indeed. Line seven, yes word or S word? Yes, yes, yes word. Thank you very much indeed. Line nine, yes word or S word? Oui, oui, oui. Merci beaucoup. Line eight, yes word or S word? Yes word. Thank you very much indeed. Line ten, yes word or S word? Okie dokie, thank you. Will I come on to you? Line six, yes word or S words? Massive pile of S words. Okie dokie, line ten, yes word or S words? I think it's cool, yes, 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 love me a bit of Acker. Hey, are you, do you live in Liverpool? <laughs> Did you see Paul McCartney with James Corden the other day? No, I missed it. I was aware. Oh, really? Oh, okay. But you like this song? Oh, I love it. I'll come on to him, all right. Oh, yeah, okay. yeah, right. Come on, you dirty. Yes, I will. Yes, I will. Yes, I will now. Line six. Yes word or S word? For sure. Whoa, okay. <laughs> Line nine, yes word or S word? Your nan's dead. Sorry? My nan's dead, yes, and? Yep, okay, okay. Thanks for telling me that. Thanks for reminding me. Both of them are, actually. Line two, yes word or S word? Hi, mate, it's John Lennon calling from heaven. It's a no for me. (laughs) 
Well, there we go. We had a young lady inviting Paul to a bukkake party. We had Paul McCartney phone up and John Lennon phoned up as well. Wow, yeah. I missed it. And someone phoned up to remind me that my nan is dead. Oh. That was a bit sad. Both of them are. Both of my nans are dead. But thanks for reminding me, guys. I appreciate that. I really do appreciate that. Uh, <laughs> we're not taking any more phone calls tonight. I think we're done with the phone calls. Let's let's just relax the phone calls a little bit, okay? So um, put your feet up, Sam. No more phone calls. Uh, let us have... Uh, uh, um, is it Friday? Martin Kellner, isn't it? Yeah, he's, Martin in, Kellner. he's prepping. What, prepping. He does prep. So he's such a bumlick. Yes. Doing his own work. He's, doing, he's such a bumlick, that guy. Prep. <laughs> Um, boffins make a potter cloak. Oh, they used to call me a boffin at school. That, terrible. There's, there's Helena Christensen, Christensen in a, a, a metal bikini. It looks very uncomfortable. Yeah, she's not going to be able to swim in that, is she? No, that would sink. And also, if there's a big magnet. Magnet fishing, though. Bunk! <laughs> Scientists are a step closer to a Harry Potter-style invisibility cloak. <gasps> they have developed a device that makes solid objects completely vanish. Do you remember, have you seen the, the, the footage of the Japanese did this about 10 years ago? It's a great, it's a jacket. It's like a white jacket. It's incredible. But it's made up. This was 10 years ago, so the technology would be even better. So the back of it is made up of like thousands of tiny little cameras, right? And so what it does is it shoots what's behind you and then projects it onto the front. So it looks like it's transparent. The picture wasn't great. This is about 10 years ago. The picture wasn't great, but it looked amazing. It looked amazing. The gadget, this is a different thing. The gadget called a spectral cloak even worked in bright daylight in tests. This is the greatest thing ever. Canada-based research leader Jose Azenia said, Our work represents a breakthrough in the quest for invisibility cloaking, eh? Is that... What, is that a Spanish-Canadian? Yeah. Well done. Uh, that is not bad. Oh, I hope that's all he says, though, because that's quite tricky. The human eye sees light that bounces off... The human eye sees... The human eye sees light that bounces off objects. Objects reflect different light depending on their colour. For example, green. In case you didn't know what a, what a colour A colour like green. But in a new approach, optic scientists looked at altering light waves going through an object. The cloak, oh, I've, got, I've got to say, I've got a tiny little boner going here. The cloak turns... <laughs> Don't talk yourself down. Well, well, Actually, if you could talk yourself down, that would be... It's a bit embarrassing, I can see. <laughs> I need the invisibility cloak. Hey, lads. The cloak... Invisibility t- handkerchief. The cloak turns this light another colour, such as blue, as it goes through the green object. The colour then reverts to green on the other side, so the view is not distorted to our eyes. Anyone following this? No. No. This overcomes the problem faced by current cloaking devices. <laughs> I've been worried about that. Which bounce light around objects, causing a visible shimmer. Other models work properly only when an object is illuminated with just one colour of light, but white light is made up of several colours. The technology could one day be used to make objects invisible from every direction. Um, Here's a plan. Yeah. Don't put the object there. <laughs> Save yourself a few quid. Oh, hang on a minute. Researcher Louis... I think I think the sun may have jumped the gun a little bit, the invisible gun a little bit. Researcher Luis Romero Cortez added... 
Conventional clocking solutions rely on altering the path of light around the object to be concealed, eh? Our proposal... Proposal. Uh-huh. Our proposal avoids this by allowing the wave to travel through the target rather than around it, eh? So it's a proposal. So basically, these scientists smoked a few J's, had a couple of beers. Drew a picture. Drew, and then drawn... Well, they've not drawn a picture. They've got a white sheet of paper and gone, yeah, man, imagine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but imagine if this was the cloak. What? The paper? No, what's drawn on the paper? I can't see it. Exactly. exactly. Roll another one. That, that's all they've done. A proposal. Dear God. I could be one of these bullshit scientists. Just make, just, why don't they just concentrate? Instead of doing that, in, oh, make the thing that you want to hide see-through. You know, like Wonder Woman's Invisible Plane. Yeah. Yeah, make it out of glass. Yeah. Um, I forgot, this is what I must do. The front page of The Sun is disgusting today. And I wanted to talk about this, actually. It's about sport, football. All right. Right, because England lost to Belgium 1-0. But I believe that means they get a slightly easier path. They, they face Colombia as opposed to Brazil. Right. right? Okay. So... The front page of the sun is England nil, Belgium won. Well played, lads! Exclamation mark. Defeat gives three lions easier route to final. So, the That's sun the suggestion is they've thrown it. Well, the sun is celebrating our national team potentially not playing to their best ability. Now, that feels a little bit. I mean, it's not the worst thing the Sun have put on their front pages, let's be honest. But that feels a little bit bent, doesn't it? But that's what football teams do. No, but I want I want my kids, every time they do a sport, every time they take part in an activity, a competition, I want them to do the best they can. Now, if by doing the best they can, they lose, that's, I want them to have fun is the main thing. I'm not one of these pushy parents, not like one of the ones, the dads at the cricket today. But as long as they're enjoying it and digging it, I want them to do the best that they can do, you know. And the best that they can do might not be great for a lot of things, but I'd like them to really give it a go. If they see the biggest selling newspaper patting the national team, and my boys were digging the football. It's lovely, actually, because they're really into the World Cup and they're telling me all this stuff that I don't really understand. Um. And remind me on Monday to talk about other parents having and other people having influences on my kids because it's quite a big thing that I went through today. But I think it's kind of outrageous that the biggest newspaper is 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 celebrating the national team not perhaps not playing to the best of their abilities because it it it, it hopefully I I'm going to say it I hope we get beaten by Colombia I'll teach them I hope we get our backsides spanked by Colombia. If, if they've done it that that way, they've they've taken a dive so that they get an easier route. An easier route? Come on, man. That would be karma, wouldn't it? Oh, it would. But, well, I don't know if it would be karma. I think it would get quite tense, actually, there. But um, it's a little joke for you. Well, about I mean, that big. joke. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I thought that was an outrageous front page. It's an outrageous front page. It's cynical, isn't it? Yeah. But then... 
if that's what they did. Anyway, now on Monday, I will talk about um, other adults having an influence on my kids and it making me really sad, but actually realising that that's kind of what life is. I was, I, was, I, was, I was having that today when I went and played played an over each, batted an over. I had to bowl an over. I couldn't bowl. I did it underarm in the end. But it was like a proper sports dad and sports son there. And they were they were warming up before the... I was in jeans. I was in jeans and a T-shirt. He came in, um, he came in, in sports kit and he's warming up. They're having practice bowls. I'm thinking, flipping it, man. They're eight. Anyway, 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 we're going off on a tangent and we're coming to the end of the show. Uh, please go and download the podcasts of the show. Uh, if you go to Acast or Talk Radio, type in Ian Lee, Catherine Boyle. You haven't got time now. You're late. Oh, sorry about that. You, you haven't that. got time. We've got to go to live news. I'm going to give you 10 seconds, Martin Kerner, because I like you. Thank you. I like you. You've got ten, literally 10 seconds. And you're a lovely head, and you wouldn't have thought it'd been attacked by You've got eight you seconds now. Eight seconds. We've got a fantastic show tonight with all the usual stuff. And more. <laughs> Time. Dear listener, Martin Kellner will be on after one o'clock. Thank you, Catherine. Thank you, Sam. Back on Monday at 10. Ta-ta. <laughs>